and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks the guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. He was always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are listening slash watching or watching slash listening to another edition of Blitz Blitz with a seemingly happier Kyle Smith than last week. But before we get too much into it, uh, Kyle, what's going on? Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit happier for sure. Um, you know, I was just texting people and stuff. I'm just happy that they didn't get embarrassed on national TV and they didn't. So it made football watchable. Um, so, yeah, you know, when football's you know, not horrible. You feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good, man. Like it, it, it's a bounce back from, from last week for sure. Um, obviously with the whole injury news, going to Dallas, getting blown out in Dallas, going to Dallas, coming home. Okay. We could bounce back versus the Pats. We could save the season getting beat by the Pats. It's like, okay, shit. Like where's this season going with the chiefs coming up, the Eagles going up. But um, when you, when your quarterback, you know, actually plays like a quarterback and injects some life into the fan base. So let's hope he can continue to, to, to ride out uh, what he did in this game and he doesn't turn back into a pumpkin. And, you know, because we had Zach Wilson games, I believe it was after the the Titans game, that rookie year, which I think people generally overrate that game, just in general with Zach Wilson. Um, we are all like, oh, dude, we're going to, I think it was London against the Falcons the week after. We're going to oh, yeah. smack them. And then we got embarrassed in in London for the most part, or not maybe didn't get blown out, but it was an embarrassing game for the, for the Jets nonetheless. So uh, we have to hope that he can stack these type of days, obviously. And, you know, week one, we get it. You know, it is what it is. Uh, wasn't the strongest game. Week two, regardless of what the stats said, the film said that Zach Wilson definitely took a step in the right direction in the offseason. Week three, he turned back into the Zach Wilson we know. And week four, um, arguably his best game of, of his career. I'd argue that it probably is. I would have to go back and watch the actual, like, Bucks tape. Um, but without getting too far into it, yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson, uh, definitely made, injected some lifeblood back into this, into this podcast. So, yeah, the talent's there. There's no doubt that the talent's there. <laughs> you saw some of it with the escapability. I mean, it wasn't just the two point conversion. It was a couple other plays, including the Michael Carter drop on third down. Um, you know, even the play to Lazard, you know. A little bit of escapability right there. I mean, like the kid moves well. No one's saying that, you know, he moves the way that Deshaun or Lamar or Justin Fields or some of these other guys do. Not at all. But, you know, you do need a little bit of that to kind of extend plays. Yeah. He's tried to extend plays way too much in his career rather than, you know, being able to actually cycle through reads. Um, but we saw a little bit of that. And, you know, he's getting the ball out a little bit quicker, making some decisive decisions. And, you know, overall general accuracy is just – been much improved you know and he yeah. had some really nice throws in this game so yeah his general accuracy. like there was one play i, I was i wasn't even gonna put it up because you know you, you get on twitter it's people be like oh this is this is an easy play or whatever but 
there's a play where he turned from play action. He had a guy right in his face and he just, you know, he just, he just shortened his stride and threw a ball right to, I forget whoever, I mean, it was a running, I think it was maybe Michael Carter for um, a few yards there, but uh, early on in the game, what'd you, what'd you think of, of Zach Wilson? Cause he kind of turned it on, you know, second, third quarter, obviously yeah. um, first quarter, there were some nice plays. You have the Garrett Wilson miss down the sideline that we know yeah. he should have hit. Now with that being said, um, and I love Garrett Wilson, man. Garrett Wilson also has to make tough catches, right? Like at a certain point, he's got to make a hard catch. And that that that's a catch that a top five receiver makes. I'm sorry. So, you know, a lot of people will blame Zach for that. And, and he will. He deserves 85% of the blame. But if, if Garrett Wilson wants to be a superstar, he catches that ball. Um, third and one, I, I think it was like a, a simple like stick concept, hawk concept, whatever, whatever it was to the left side of Zach Wilson. It's third and one. Garrett Wilson's wide open and he's looking that way. At least he's wide open enough for, for a first down. Doesn't throw the ball there. Um, and then past that, I don't know if you saw the one play, Kyle, where it looks like, you know, one of Nathaniel Hackett's many mesh type of concepts. And instead of it being an actual mesh, you have the two rub routes for, I think I think uh, I forget exactly who were the beneficiaries. I think it was I think it was Michael Carter, and then the second guy to break free or, or get free was maybe Lazard. Oh no no no, sorry, it was Conklin, and that's the play that he misses Conklin slightly in the end zone, and Conklin to die for it again, yeah. a ball mm-hmm. that Conklin should catch. But if you watch that play back, Michael Carter, his first read was wide open for a touchdown. Just yeah. he's going to catch the ball, turn up field, and 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 score. So it's not like he had a game that was four quarters. Very, very good. And even those mistakes, they, they were mistakes. They weren't as bad as, you know, prior, you know, the, the, the prior two years of Zach Wilson. Um, but still not, not flawless to start. Yeah. Um, not flawless by any stretch. I mean, very far from it, but you know, um, he did, he did get a little bit better. And then the whole, the fumble at the end is just like, oh, like I'm glad he held himself accountable. I mean, I'm sure we were going to, that's going to be a, a point of discussion, I'm yeah. glad he did that, but you, you still can't have that in, in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs. Um, you're not going to win ball games doing that. But there were some definite strides. Uh, there were a couple other plays where he, he missed people. Um, you know, again, talking about his movability, like the play to Conklin, like, okay, again, like he does escape a sack on that play and gets out. And it's never easy throwing, you know, moving to your left and throwing across your body. But, I mean, Conklin was so open that, you know, and he granted he did have a defender coming down towards him, but it wasn't he had a defender in, in pursuit too. Yeah, I, but still, you know, you could have just put a little bit more uh, air under mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the Garrett Wilson throw that you mentioned too. Uh, that throw just needs to have a little bit more air under it. But at the same time, it's hard for me to totally blame Zach for that because yeah, you know Garrett Wilson, you know that he can run away from people. He's a guy who you don't want to underthrow. So sure. I'd rather you try to overshoot him than undershoot him. So. For sure, and, and then you know, obviously he had he had a really good um, just just in just in general his he looked more comfortable throwing the ball versus leverage he looked better in the pocket more confidence eyes down the field letting it rip um, like you said no no accuracy issues really that I that I saw in this in this game that were you know more than a, just a player two that uh, again, one really near good, interception good. at the end of the game um, I, I don't know what he's thinking on that play like that ball is way too high kind of reminds you of in Denver. Last year, where he's I'm trying to think about exactly uh, what what uh what player talking about. Um, okay, I, I think he's trying to hit Cobb on some kind of like um, over route, like over the middle, and there's a defender in pursuit on Cobb, but then there's a safety right over the top too. And hmm. if you throw that ball with timing, like literally right out of Cobb's break, I think this is the play. I could be wrong. 
Are you talking about the Garrett Wilson play? I think the Garrett Wilson play over the middle where he throws it a little bit behind him, the guy almost picks it. I think that it, might be it, what it might be that about. play too. But there yeah. was another play late in the game too. With with I'm specifically thinking, I think it was Cobb, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's kind of this one is so it's probably the Cobb one that's more of the 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 timing rather than the accuracy. If mm-hmm. he gets the ball out, puts it low, throws it with timing, it's a it's a huge completion for a first down. And then there was that other one that was a near are pick you, late in the are game. Are you talking about this one, by the way, Kyle? Oh no, uh, no, this, this isn't it. Sorry, not sorry, no, 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 wrong one. Okay, yeah, just continue. I'll, I'll try to okay. find the player you're talking about. Um, anyway, so I know you were at the game, so you probably didn't listen to the broadcast. But uh, Romo said kind of late in the game, like, "Oh, he he got away with one here, and he definitely did. Like that ball should not have been high. It was behind too. That was uh, uh, a poorly, uh, you know, inaccurate throw. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminded me a little bit of what we saw too many times with Zach last year." But overall, I mean, it was like it, it was pretty solid. Yeah. What would you think about the good plays? Because you 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 have the play where it's like it, it almost looked like it could have been an RPO where he where he could have thrown the ball really quickly or um and then run the ball on a, on a quarterback draw. That was a really nice one. Escapability there. Uh, I think it was a two for a two. Was that a two point conversion or was that a touchdown? I actually I actually completely forget. The um, the one where he ran it in was a two point conversion. Okay. Yeah. Two point. I didn't think it was a touchdown. So the two point conversion there. Um, the throw to Jeremy Ruckert up the seam was really really nice. The throw to Uzama in the end zone. Well, the the uh, Ruckert one was the fade, and the Conklin one was the seam. The the okay yeah so the Ruckert yes 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 and and the one with Conklin up the seam. Um, you can see that he checks that safety and then he sees Conklin's eyes. And as soon as he sees Conklin's eyes and he sees that the safety is inside of him. Okay. You know, I have your eyes. I'm going to throw it back shoulder. You come back and attack that ball. Really good. Uh, confident decision there. The throw, even, even um, again, you said you, we mentioned the, the record one on the slot on the uh, slot fade where he just put the ball to his outside shoulder. Uh, Conklin did a really, or not Conklin, um, record did a really, really nice job of attacking the ball late full extension, catching that one. The Uzama touchdown. He like, it's, it's oh, it almost seems so simple, but he was so patient after that play action, um, and then throwing that ball with some touch to his outside shoulder. Zach Wilson of of 2020, 2021 and twenty twenty two does not make that throw. That ball has no touch, and he just whips it to the outside, and it's either off of his fingertips because you know a ball that should have been going thirty miles per hour is going sixty, or he just completely misses him. So you give him credit for that as well. Um, and yeah, like he 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 fumbled he fumbled the snap, and that's unfortunate. If you actually look back at that play, and obviously I'll have the film show up, um, you know, fr- you know, probably Friday night or, or Saturday. Um, but that it's a pretty bad snap as well. Now I'm not going to just completely blame it on the center, but it is a bad snap. It's not like he was right in his red basket. He had to reach like almost down by his left hip. So bad snap, and obviously him looking looking um, you know, too quickly to the to the route concept. But overall. Really good game, right? Like I, I think we have to go back and say, okay, is this better than the Bucks game? You know, hard to say. Uh, but obviously, this one being in prime time against the defending Super Bowl champions, etc., in this spot with what he encountered last or what, what he endured, you know, really through his first two years, and then even after that Patriots game with Joe Namath and all these people out there. Um, regardless of if it was an actual better game than the Bucks or not, I think it was his biggest game in terms of like impact on what people thought of him. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like nobody wanted to see him this season. I mean, so much so to the point where they went out and got a guy and then he has all this pressure on him because that guy goes and gets hurt. And, you know, just judging by I mean, the, the season is still a long way from over. So, you know, the tale is still to be told. But, oh, yeah, that, that I love that throw, man. Uh, and, and here's the thing, too. Um, 
So anyway, let me finish the point with like he he had all like Joe Namath, literally the one guy who Jets fans always say like, okay, that's our that, our best quarterback of all time. He's the one who actually did what you're supposed to do in terms of winning a championship. He goes and, and vehemently criticizes Zach very publicly, and you know credit to Zach, it didn't seem that he let that affect him. And that's always the thing is what is Zach's mindset? What is his confidence? And speaking to his confidence and mindset. One of the things that was most encouraging to me about this game is take that Patriots game last year, for example. Mm-hmm. Everything was slow. He wasn't trusting his eyes. He had guys open. He just wasn't throwing timing. He was just he was acting like Tyrod Taylor. You know, wait, you know, see it. Uh, you know, I, I wait, wait until it's open before you throw it. You know, rather than throwing it with anticipation. Um, mm-hmm. This game, you know, you were talking about checking safeties and stuff. For sure. You know, he didn't make all the best decisions in the world and he did miss guys but i think he generally you know for the most part trusted his eyes and went with that and i'm going to take that like sometimes you're going to make a bad decision you're going to throw a pick sometimes the defense is going to deceive you sometimes but the name of the game in the nfl is to trust what you see to see things quick and he did see things a lot quicker and let's give a lot of uh, credit to um hackett and the coaching staff uh i don't know how i saw some people kind of you know discussing out there that the Jets used a lot more motion in this game. By the way, they must play Xavier Gibson more. Um, you know, obviously we saw what he did with the ball in his hands on the on the end around. We've seen what he did with the ball in his hands with the punt returns uh, in the season. But you know, he had like uh, he ran some kind of like um, you know uh, I'm gonna say like a post um, maybe around like midpoint in the game, and he really pulled away from that defender, whoever it was. I mean, like you noticed it, noticeable separation in comparison to guys like Cobb and Lazard. Uh, so I, I definitely want to see him more. Hopefully they get him learning the playbook more. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, the thing I liked about Zach, the, the, I mean, like the throws, the escapability, we, we all knew that was there. But he, in terms of confidence, he, he wasn't gun shy. And that's sure. what we need from him. And it's confidence through reads, right? I don't know what play it is, Kyle. I'll obviously do it in the film review. But there was a play, and again, I forget exactly what the concept was. He got through his first and second read really, really quickly. And then he hits Michael Carter um, on the check down so, you know, so quick that the linebacker is still getting depth. Then he picks up, you know, six yards for the first down instead of him being really slow through the reads. And then yeah. he's throwing the ball and he gets tackled for two yards. And it's not a first down anymore. So, like, even the quickness to a check down is something that people don't think about a lot. But he was he was doing that in this game. So, um, like you said, he missed he missed throws. He missed Garrett Wilson. He had that almost pick that you're talking about. He had, you know, the, the play where he definitely missed Michael Carter. And I don't give a shit what anybody says on Twitter because I have the film. And I'll show you guys right now if I need to. But um, very, very good game. Obviously, yeah, don't 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 drop that that that, that snap. Um, at and the end, you, but, you brought it up two different times about is, is this or the Bucks better? And we have to go back and review. I say off the top of my head, and it's been obviously years since I watched that game. Mm-hmm. I he had less to work with back then. The offensive line was worse. The receiving options were worse, no doubt about it. But in terms of impressive tight window throws, he definitely had and, and being decisive, he definitely had more in this game as he should. It's year three versus year one. By the way, were you going to mention something about that TD throw to uh, to to Lazard? You kind of like watch like, oh, by the way, I was kind of stay. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, I, I, that player. it's just such a great throw, man. That's such a tight window, man. And some people were saying like, oh, well, well, Jeremy Rucker, it's wide open, streaking down the middle, and it's like you. you and again, I'll explain this in the film show. But on that side of the field, you have two high safeties, you have two vertical routes. I'm, I'm assuming Zach Wilson is assuming that 
obviously with Jeremy Rucker being the inside vertical route that the inside safety and it, what's, what's showing to be a quarter shell is going to carry that guy. So <clears throat> as soon as he hesitates a little bit, Zach Wilson knows he can fit it in there. He fit it in there. So yeah, he was, he was open, but again, it's kind of his processing and how he went about that play. I'm not going to um, shit on him for, for that play, but um, so yeah, that was, that was a, that was a good one. And there was, there was another point I was going to bring up about, uh, about Zach that I, that I, that I forgot early on in the game. Um, oh yeah. The, the flea flicker was another one where I wanted him to hit Lazard. I think it was Lazard on that one. You see, you see, you see him obviously get the flea flicker and there's yeah. some pressure when he steps to the right, right there, he could have fired to, to Lazard. He didn't continue to roll out and try to get an easier throw, but just Pretty get the ball fun. out right there. And, yep. and that, and that could have, that could have been there a hundred percent. And yeah, he, he has so much space that you didn't need to have the greatest throw in the world. You just needed to have some kind of level of general accuracy and you're hitting him. Even if it's not in stride, he's still getting major yards. Yeah, and yeah. then there's the plays. There's the plays too, where you know he gets the pressure, and you're, this is this is later in the in the first half, um, and he he rolls away from pressure, whatever exactly happened in the pocket. But I know there's some pressure there. He rolls out. You know, Michael Carter's wide open for a first down, and he drops the ball that's right in his hands. You know, so there was missed opportunities in this game. Had a ton of of missed opportunities, Kyle, with the you know that Garrett Wilson not touchdown the. Uh, Michael Carter play the, the CJ Mosley dropping another interception. CJ Mosley dropping another, yeah, another interception. The we'll talk about the penalties. We'll talk which, about all which that. Potentially stuff, could go six the other way. Potentially, dude, he needs to have better hands. His hands are gross. He has gross hands, and we'll talk about really? some gross too. Uh, but um, and, and one of them being Dalvin Cook in a little bit. I'll show some plays, but that guy just needs he needs to get out the fucking field, dude. He he does not deserve to be on the field right now. I, I don't know if you saw the plays like I did, Kyle, but uh. I have oh, four or five no, plays I, that I saw on Twitter. Horrible. I was like, this is this is this is abysmal. And it's play. multiple weeks of it, you know. And I don't yeah. I'm not really buying into this. Oh, he's gonna eventually get his legs under him, you know. No, go it's with not the his fresh legs. legs. It's not it's not even his legs, dude. <laughs> the mindset, the mentality. I mean, like, you know, it, it, yeah, he does look slow, no doubt about it. But I mean, like, I think you highlighted that one play in Dallas. Was it you or Michael? Where you know he just literally like kind of like almost that was he, me, probably. I'm I think it was you. You know, it's uh, what was it? Was it a toss or was it some kind of um, outside oh, wide man. zone? I don't know, dude. Like just like vision, and I know people said, like, "Oh, he has good, he has good vision when he came here." Are you are you sure he has you that good vision? You that myth from the jump. You know, like it's just so. So we have we have that one is not even that bad. We'll talk, which I'm going to keep showing some Kyle, but. We talked about it last week. It is frustrating that you you wasted. Is it seven, eight million dollars in this guy? And I know we're we're gonna talk a lot of positive, but like I put up a lot of or I have a lot of plays in this review where it's the guy. The guy just again, a lot of plays are drawn up to be in these situations, Kyle, where you're one on one with a linebacker in a massive hole right here. Make that motherfucker miss. You know, make a miss. Cook, nah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my shoulder down and just get tackled. Like like this is his attempt to break tackles. Now is just lowering his shoulder and falling. So like, does he even want to be here? Is it, is it the legs or is it no? You know, Rogers Rogers uh, yeah. is not is not playing now. I don't I don't want to be here. Brees one on one with that defender. Brees is either going to try to bounce it and stiff arm the guy, or he's going to you know um, do the, do that thing where he you know he he really tucks the ball and really dips his shoulder and cuts inside. This is um, the most egregious one in my opinion, Kyle. I don't know if you just it see was, this. One? It's moving a little slow for me, but okay, now it's good. Oh man, yeah, take Dude. that vertical boat, bro. Yeah, yeah, watch. I'll I'll show you, I'll show you the the the, the, the still shot. You want to run here or one on one where you break there, it for fifty five? Not, not, not even the crease guy. Like I get it. You're not. By the time he gets there, th this guy was going to close that ground. I get all of that. Whatever. These three guys, the sideline is right here. You're not going to be able to get through anything like that. Square this guy up one on one. 
make the motherfucker miss. What are you doing, Dalvin Cook? Like, just he's dude, dreadful. And to watch him just waste that money and like people are like, oh, he's not, you know, Zonovan Knight and all this stuff. And that's the argument. Zonovan Knight broke tackles at least last year. I'd rather have Zonovan oh, yeah. Knight right now than Dalvin Cook and what he's done the last four weeks. So Zonovan um, Knight was punishing defenders, but... and and Dalvin Cook has been used in such so many short yarded situations this season, uh, and he has not really been successful there. You know, Zonovan Knight, I, I could trust him to barrel his shoulder through and you know dive and get me a first down, much more yeah. so than Dalvin Cook, who's just going to get stood up. Yeah, and this and this one's gonna take a little bit more of like the you know breaking it down, uh, breaking it down here. But just in terms of his read, it's like okay, this this guy is filling. He's he's squeezing the run, so you're not gonna have the angle to the outside. So they get to the second level, get to the second level, read what's happening. Becton inside leverage versus outside leverage, but Cook is just so freaking slow to recognize it that he cuts right into the guy. If he's tighter, maybe he gets there and slips through. It's just like he is abysmal. Dude, abysmal. I do not want to watch him play football for the Jets anymore. We got – sorry, we got into yeah, a little bit easy, of a contract man. there. But um, get Izzy out there. Super chats and then say hello to the chat. AP14, appreciate you. Um, I think the Thank fact you, Zach dude. was able to step up even though not perfect on that stage in prime time with his career basically online says a lot. Dude, again, not perfect. Mahomes was not perfect. But legitimately – and and I know this is one of, of Mahomes' worst games. I think this – Kyle, what's that stat going out there? This is the, the stats first time like, somebody yeah, – Dating yeah. back to several – or, you know, 100-plus games or whatever, even in college and the NFL, no other quarterback has outplayed Mahomes in terms of pass attempts, completions, touchdowns to interception ratio, all that kind of stuff. Zach Wilson yeah. is the only one. So no, he was not perfect, but also he had a drop from he had a drop from Michael Carter. He had the bad snap that you know obviously he needs to bring in. There's the play where he missed Michael Carter on the on the rub route, which I should probably show. Um, but overall, still a very very you know it, look on it. Look, so ten is the perfect quarterback. Ten is Mahomes on his best game. Zero is you know I don't know Zach Wilson against the Jaguars. Where do you feel this legitimately ranks for an actual NFL quarterback? Not. Comparative to to Zach Wilson in you know relative to his expectations, maybe an eight. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair. I was gonna say like seven, seven and a half, eight. You know, B B plus. I, th- I think a B plus is solid. I, I if if he doesn't miss that throw to to Wilson, if he puts that throw on the money to Conklin, and if he hits Michael Carter for what should be a touchdown, that's that's an A game to me. But those three plays specifically, are, I'm like, okay, the, you know, those were those were not ideal. Which let me let me find that Kyle um, while I'm doing so. I want to add anything. Um, to that but um i don't really have anything to add necessarily other than like let's start talking about denver to fill some time here right here i mean this is a defense that's reeling and uh i'm pretty sure some of the football outsiders dvoa guys are saying like that this defense granted when you give up 70 points which is almost an all-timer and miami certainly could have broke the record there uh and this defense, like so far in the season, I mean, like the Bears, the inept Bears. I know that Denver came back and won the game and kind of slowed the Bears down, but the Bears were even putting up points for a point in time. Uh, this Denver defense is awful right now. Now you contrast that to how bad Zach has played so bad in Denver the past two years. Each of his first two years, he got shut out in Denver his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And then last year, you know, could have potentially been. Well, no, the Patriots game was his worst. The, the second Patriots game was his worst game. Yeah, maybe the first Patriots game was probably his second worst game, but that Denver game is right up there, man. And he really got bailed out with that whole Spinny Rooney thing where he fumbled, and then the rest ruled it not a fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach has something to prove, and you know I'm thinking, you know, everyone likes to say all you know, we like to look at all these things like 
oh well Zachers from Zach's from Draper Utah or whatever you know so like he's used to the air in Denver and stuff in that area what and whatnot um well if he is I mean like shit <laughs> he had some of his worst games out there yeah so, um it, it's gonna be curious man Denver that, that that place is one of the tougher places to play in the league um they're coming off mm-hmm. a win but you know we'll, we'll see it's a must win. It's it's a must win. You do not Absolutely. go in there after that game, after the shade talked it, dude. And we'll get into Denver. They are like the, the historically worst, like worst defense since I don't, you know, since fucking dawn of time. In in the first couple of weeks, they let Justin Fields shit on them, and they played like shitty teams. It was like the Bears, the Commanders, the Raiders, and somebody else, and they're still a terrible defense in terms of ranking. So we'll get to that later. If they don't win that game, Kyle, this is going to be a rough stream. And we're, we're, but, we're not doing all Bronco stuff right now, but I will say this right off the yeah. jump. Zach looked really good. All things play action this game, even yes. if it's like a you know standard drop back from under center play action, whether yes. it's a boot off play action, he looked really good off play action. And this Denver defense is particularly bad against the run. Mm-hmm. You, you balance game in terms of run pass, but some of your pass plays, I want to see play action. Yeah, just and a little bit extra, you know, you know, just give him that little bit extra space to have some some windows to work with. And uh, I want to, and I, you, you talk, you kind of talk about Hackett and giving him some, some credit. Um, but you know, you just look at the, at some of the snap percentages, Rucker 25 snaps versus Uzama's 21. So thumbs up there, even though Uzama should be even maybe less. Uh, Michael Carter took fifth, uh, 18 reps. Cook took 15. Gibson had 11 snaps. So like he actually, you know, um, listened, maybe or not listened, but realized a little bit. He got Zach Wilson on the move. Um, there was almost like a fit. I don't know exactly what the split was, but more like 50, 50 run versus pass on for on first. I think it was actually a little bit more pass. It was like 18 pass or 17 pass, like 11 run or something like that. Um, the only gripe I have is listen, you know, if, if Hall's only getting six carries, Dalvin Cook better have zero. You know, Hulk can't have six carries and Dalvin Cook has five. That's that's especially just since now you're saying, oh, Brees is no longer on the snap count. And part of me wonders, is, okay, is there is that actually the truth, or is that you trying to you know save face for why you neglected to use Brees, you know, as much as you probably should have over the first couple of weeks and use Dalvin as much as you did. So Kyle, I want, and I want to read a stat here too. This is from an article. Um, I think it's. I think it's Doug Farrar. I, I could I could be wrong. Um, I should give credit, but um, through Wilson's first three games this season, he had just uh, 16 dropbacks with play action, completing eight passes, eight of 15 passes for 109 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Um, and then he said, uh, uh, conversely, Wilson had 82 dropbacks without play action. He completed thir- uh, 36 of 69 passes for 358 yards, one touchdown, four picks. Um, they said against the Chiefs, Wilson had. 11 dropbacks with play action, completing eight passes. So, so out of 11 dropbacks on play action, had eight passes, or, or sorry, 10 passes, uh, or sorry, eight for 10 out of 11. I'm sorry, eight for 10 out of 11, 56 yards, one touchdown, no picks. And then there's another, um, there's, there's, there's a little bit more in here. Hackett had just 14 plays with pre stat motion for Wilson in the first three weeks of the season. Um, and in this last week, Kyle, um, he had, I, be, I believe there, it's, there's another number in here. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll go over it in the, in the actual uh, film show, but regardless without actually having to read the full article while on stream and live, there's a lot more play action, a lot more pre-snap motion and Wilson's numbers are better in those scenarios. So now that we're, tr- we're, we're implementing it more and he's having more success um, is obviously a, a, a good thing. I'm going to try to find that, that, that other stat. I was just flubbing over right there as you, as you, as you answer Kyle. <laughs> yeah, please do. So yeah. what's interesting about that, as you're reading that, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't read any articles or even see anybody put up any stats on Twitter. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. 
And it's interesting. Sometimes when you see stats, sometimes stats don't match with the film, what you're seeing. I'm saying the stats match with the film because I said the whole, everything I said about play action without even, you know, looking at any of those stats. And I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, like he looked really good off play action in this game. Like we need to see a hell of a lot more than that. Like I saying, especially, you know, you have Brees who's looked pretty damn good by and large all season, right? You know, he almost had another potentially just makes that one defender miss. You have a, a second 80 plus yard run this year. He, 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 he needs to make that, that, that defender miss. He I, really know, does. I, know, I know Conklin like tripped and all that stuff, whatever it may be, but, but Brees needs to make that guy miss. You, you make that guy miss. But, so a little bit cleaner, Kyle, because I, I read it now. Um, first three games, he had, he just had 16 dropbacks with play action. Eight of fifteen for 109 yards, one touchdown. So obviously he's pretty good at it. So 16 through three weeks, and then in this game against the Chiefs, you have 11, and he and he completed 10 out of a uh, or eight out of 10 passes for for 56 yards. So kudos to Hackett there. And then you talk about pre-snap motion. Pre-snap motion, he only had uh, he only had 14 of such plays in the first three weeks. So 14 plays with with pre-snap motion. In this last game, Kyle, um, he had uh, 11 plays with pre-snap motion. He was 10 for 11 with 111 yards. So let's start doing more of that shit, you know? So yes. credit to credit. So credit to Hackett there for, for that. Now, I wanted to show this play too. Um, and this is just about, you know, the one he missed that I was speaking about. Uh, and then we'll get to the rest of the chat and, and, and all of that. But basically you just have, you have designed rubs right here, rub, um, rub, and then clear out. And then you have two guys leaking, leaking out um, with, with Michael Carter being the first read. So you have Carter's guy, uh, or Carter's defender right here, Lazard picking him, and this is his first read. It's gonna go one to 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 Conklin, dude. Oh man, chips him, hit him, gotta hit him here. This oh, is yeah. a walking. This is a walking touchdown. And people are like, literally. oh, right. and, yeah, and, literally, he and, pulls up. He's not running full speed into the end. And then, and then of course, you know, Kyle. I know it's a little bit laggy right now because I'm dragging it, but people on Twitter, it's like, you know, you 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 show the play, and it's like, oh, Carter. You know, he shouldn't have thrown that. Carter got tackled. There was Chiefs all over the place, Mike. And I I showed a screenshot of. Of this, I'm like, uh, are you sh- are you sure? <laughs> so he needs to hit that play, and I know there was some pressure, all that stuff. Regardless, it's your first read on on a design pick play. You get the ball there. There's no reason not to throw that ball for Wilson. So, um, and then again, on top of that, should should Tyler Conklin catch this ball? Yeah, he should because it's in his hands. You know, That's you, you want to catch though. that. It's, it's a tough, tough catch. catch. It's a tough catch. He's making seven, eight million dollars a year to make tough catches, Kyle. You you and I are not. So make the catch. Um. You, you want to see him put it in a better spot, but at the, at the same time, you're getting chased out of the pocket. You don't know who's exactly behind you, and you have a guy in your face. It's good enough for Zach Wilson. To me, that's more on Conklin than it is on Wilson. Obviously, minus minus the miss, and we'll play it in full speed, but but Carter's wide open. Yeah, I, I, I agree, especially when you factor in the Carter aspect of the play. Um, mm-hmm. What's interesting, uh, what's so interesting about this is, you know, in Zach, from the, I learned, heard little snippets from his press conference today, not much, not the whole thing. He yeah. sounded really confident and stuff, and he was talking about like little things he can do to get better. And it's just like, and he's excited to try some of these things again. And this worked and stuff. And he seems like he's really excited to go play football this weekend. So far, I seem like genuinely smiling like two years. Yeah, yeah. So what, what makes it interesting is like, okay, you run that play again. You think Zach's gonna make the same mistake? Probably not. But the other thing is, is the, all the other teams in the in the league are seeing that same film. So you try to run that play again, it might not necessarily be open. So. That's why football is such a cool chess game, man. So, you know, we'll see this Sunday. 
Yeah, let's say hello to some people in the chat. Dakota in here first. We appreciate you, Dakota. Uh, Chris says, let's get a, a, a Falcon W. <laughs> um, Lion. Oh, wait, Marvin Guns. Here. Thank you for the super chat. Five bucks. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvin, I was planning on going to that super chat and then finding if you had a comment before. I don't know if you accidentally did that, but regardless, we, we appreciate the super chat. Denver's burnt toast. Um, Brian Newell says, I would love to see last year's play against the Patriots where Michael Carter II uh, was robbed of a pick six because of a flag that came out after the interception was made. Yeah, Kyle. We'll go through position by position. We'll go through the game. Obviously, we'll kind of let some of it roll naturally as the chat comes through. Penalties. Um, <laughs> thoughts. Thought. Thoughts. Thoughts on the on the penalties in this one. Yeah, it's always worse when the penalties come late in the game. I'll, I'll say this: I wanted to, you know, not be overreactionary with the penalties because we got a gimme with the whole Brees Brees Hall horse collar tackle. That was bullshit. Um, that's the only call that I think we really got in our favor that was like, okay, that was stupid, but there was probably like at least four good ones that, you know, they missed. I mean, the sauce play, like I thought it was a really good defense by sauce. And the thing is, and you know, someone like Sam Monson said something like this, like, you know, sauce is kind of like a a grabby physical player. That's the way he plays. And it's like, if you're going to call him in that spot on a game changing play, you're going to wait in prime time to throw it. It's like, you got to be more the inconsistency is what really kills people and it's like and i love sauce's i love the way that sauce defended himself on twitter saying hey listen like you know he sh- shifted his whole body into me you know my hand was only around his neck area and i didn't even hold him there and like I, I yeah he yeah he like over he like over his hand and he like wiped the arm but my so my only thing and and that's the, the thing that's annoying about that is there's three things that annoy me about that play one it's a bailout penalty because and i have the replay you you see the ref like touch his hip and he's waiting, like he's wait. And people say, "Oh, he's he's rustling for the flag." His arm wasn't moving at all, so he wasn't searching for the flag. As soon as he sees the ball is about to be picked, he throws that flag. So it's 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 a bailout on the throw because he wouldn't have caught it anyway, right? So um, so that's one. No chance. Two, to the game situation, you're talking about five ish minutes left in the fourth quarter, third and twenty. Game situation pisses me off there. And if you weren't, and, and, and you've heard all the sports analogies this week, right, Kyle? If they call it in, you know, you have different ref, you have different referees who call the games different ways. You know, you have basketball referees, some will allow more hand checking. You have you have guys in, in football who allow more holding, more defensive pass interference, more, more offensive pass interference. You have a bunch of shit. Baseball, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the umpires who call strikes, all this stuff. And players will play that way based on how they know the, the refs react and how the game flow is going. So if they were allowing that shit all game, and then you're going to throw that third and 20 after the interception, it's dude, that, that is a ridiculous. And actually let's, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to pull it off as we talk about it, but that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I'm, I just want to show him, I want to show the ref on the sideline from the all 22 view. And you can see his arm is not moving until he sees the ball is picked off. So he watches it, doesn't do anything. Ball is picked off. Oh, no, fuck that. It's like, and and listen, like, I don't, and everybody says you don't want to be that guy of conspiracy theories. But if you are conspiracy theory, well, this, this is, is, great. This is this a great is, one this to have. Great. This is great for you. This is great for you. So let's, uh, yeah, let's pull. Now, the, the only whole, thing, I'll, the uh, only thing I will show. say, go ahead. Oh, sorry. The, the only thing I will say about this with, with Sauce, and I would like him to be a little bit, and again, people are going to kill me for this. I would like him to be a little bit smarter here, and let's not react to to outside because he, he breaks outside there's no reason for him to, to even get handsy here just play over the top so i don't like him even getting contact here and even risking it when third and 20 get over the top there's no reason to even get your arms really necessarily on him that that's the only thing i will i will be a little bit critical of but the ref is right here um let me expand my screen a little bit but you can see him watching it he's watching it no flag 
right? It already happened. No flag. No flag. As soon as he sees that ball is getting picked, it throws it. It's and, and it's, it's it's hard. It's a it's a little bit of a, like a smaller screen right here for me, so it's hard to like see him. But his hands on his hip, hands on his hip, pick throw like immediately as soon as he realizes it's a pick. So, dude, that one, and then the JJ one. Um, I know that there I don't, are I don't people, feel I don't feel as strongly about that one, really, truthfully. The all twenty two version of it made me feel stronger than the game the 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 game replay because the version I saw on Twitter where, where like you had like the you know O line experts going out there oh well you know Kyle we know what holding is right like I, I think I think people think there's holding on every play which I guess there kind of is but you're allowed to grab a guy in the chest plate you know if, if you're if you're blocking me and you have nice tight elbows and you got that quarter turn and 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 you're and you just have me in the chest plate and you're just rocking me back or holding me right in my air and you have me like this in my chest plate okay. I understand that it's the shoulders and in the replays they showed on Twitter, you, it looks like he is nice and tight on the actual play. You could see his, his, or on the all 22 version, you could see his hand come under the shoulder pad from the outside and hold him. So with that being said, does JJ need to sell it better? Yes. Does JJ also need to have a better rush plan than he did? And then just put his hands out there. Uh, yes, but let's, 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 uh, let's pull up that one. Um, as well, Kyle, because the all 22 version of it made me feel a little bit stronger than I, because obviously I was at the game and you see the, you know, you see the stuff, uh, you know, after, but let's, let's, uh, it's, it's a stunt or whatever it is, but I think, I think there's, oh, let me see if there's, if it's this, no, it's not that way. Oh yeah. So, okay. Hold on. I have one right in the middle here. No, I should, oh, I just recorded it twice. Am I just an asshole? I'm a, yeah, I'm just an asshole. I've recorded it twice. Okay, so this this view gave me a little bit annoyed me a little bit more. I don't know if you saw this one, Kyle. I'm pausing it. No, because I don't have I don't have both end zone views like you do. So so one JJ, let's have a little bit better of a rush plan. Like I, I just I don't necessarily like it. He comes outside shoulder, outside shoulder, grabs the shoulder pad. If he was inside and tight on the chest plate, okay, but. Coming from the outside and grabbing the shoulder pad, and then get it. Look, you see the pull outside shoulder pad. So, for the people, the O line experts, you're allowed to have your hands inside and all that shit. Quarter turn looks like that on the broadcast angle. The film angle shows outside to shoulder pad. So, less egregious, but still, still in my opinion, holding because it's outside the shoulder. It's it's outside the arm, outside the shoulder pad. I'll yeah, especially especially with that turn right there, but. I, it's not nearly as bad as like the Pacheco touchdown run. Like the Chiefs really got like, on some huge game changing plays. The Chiefs got bailed out here. I mean, like by the way, and what a, what a piss poor. Run. I'm sorry, I, I JJ's rush plans just just really frustrate me sometimes. That I just I don't know what he's trying to do at times. Like that's the thing is, is he doesn't rush. know what he's trying to do. Yeah, man, it's just uh, the yeah, guy that, has a, the guy has ability, but um, lacks the instincts. Mm-hmm. Let's pull up. Let's pull up the other one as well. Uh, for what, when was that? I, I labeled like no holds here or something like that. I, I, I'm going to have to find it, um, on my, the, the play you're talking about Kyle with all the, it was a Pacheco touchdown, right? The first Pacheco touchdown. I mean, like uh, it might be the first drive of the game. Maybe first, second drive of the game. I think it's the first one. But with that, with that being said though, in terms of, and we'll talk about individual positions. And I'm sorry, we're just getting into just the game and not necessarily talking to the chat, which we will. Um, 
Can the Jets' defense step up in a big situation, though? And I and I get that they only allowed a 23 points to the Chiefs and all that stuff, but it's 17 nothing before you can blink. And then you, how many chances do you have on that last drive to get off the field and they can't? You have the blown touchdown to 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 whoever it was last week for the Patriots. You have the blown touchdown this week, I think, for the first touchdown of the game, like a miscommunication between Sauce and um, Sauce and uh, and and was it Whitehead? There's another blown defense on 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 third down. You have you know even on that play where JJ gets held. Mosley's dropping back in the middle and like fucking chucks Travis Kelsey to the ground, gets illegal contact 20 yards down the field. But what are you doing, Mosley? So, and, and then he has the drop picks. So the, the defense is good, but they got to start, they got to start capitalizing on third down. You could be a great defense, not a lot of yard, like allow yards and all that shit. But if you can't get off the field on third down, what are we doing here? So the defense is blowing way too many situations and then you had a sauce miss tackle this game um that last that one of those last drives quincy's been playing out of his mind that last one of the last plays where oh, Jekyll gets to the outside yeah. mm-hmm. and he slides he took a really bad angle and you're talking about because he was trying to get a big tackle for loss and instead of second and f- second and maybe seven he was going for the second and ten but then it ended up being second and two because he went for the kill shot and didn't take a good angle. So the defense is um, it needs to step up in, in certain situations. By the way, sure. that's 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 a play that Quincy kind of prides himself on making because you know Quincy kind of can get lost in traffic at times. But mm-hmm. you know you, you have a guy mano on mano mano. You know you gotta you gotta bring that down because that was such a huge play because okay they get a fresh set of downs now he stays in bounds the clock keeps turning huge 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 play. I am curious. Um, if the pick counts and the ref doesn't throw the flag, what do you think is the percentage chance that the Jets win the game? Because oh, they're still down, and, and you know, a field goal that only ties you, and then you're still giving Mahomes a chance to to win it with a field goal. You yeah, know, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I there's a lot of like, and, and obviously the momentum wasn't as high because the Jets did sputter a little bit at, at that point, but to at least go down and well, they would have kicked a field goal there, right? Well, no, because like they had plenty of situations where it was like. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. It was third and twenty from what yard line on that sauce penalty? Um, I I forget. I forget the yard. The 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 yards. So I don't know if their kicker would have made it. But you know, I don't. I don't know. But for the for this one, Kyle, sure it's, it's 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 bad. It's it's a little bit bad on 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 uh Clemens there. Not as bad as Shorewood. It's not necessarily. Well, it's it's their one. You could you could see you could see him holding him right here at this point. T- pulls him to the ground. It's not that, Kyle. I mean, it's, the just that. hold on like a similar penalty, dude. He fucking. At, he alligator rolls his leg. He has his ankle right here. He's holding his ankle and then rolls him and he falls and we're still not calling it. And, and it's now, in, and it's in open space too. This is not in the middle of the pile. Yeah. In open space and he alligator rolls his ankle. And no, that, no space, we're, we're, same, we're good here. Same side where the ball carrier is running. Yeah, that was bad. This, this, this officiating crew was particularly bad. And then, and then, by the way, for the people who were on Twitter and who were interacting with me when I put that play up, and there was like that one, that one uh, Chiefs fan in there was like, "Oh, Sauce had a really big, uh, you know, uh, PI down the field that that it, that you know uh, didn't allow the Chiefs to get a 50-yard completion." I watched that play back specifically because of that guy and watched the all 22 version. It was not a hold in the slightest, and the ball was so far away that there was no chance. It wasn't catchable. So there was no, I don't even know what no play chance. he's talking about. Yeah. Um, I uh, I'll pull it up because I put it on there ju- specifically just for those people on Twitter who like probably saw that guy. And I don't respond on Twitter, Kyle, because you know what it is. You, you know you're gonna get into a you know twenty tweet back and forth with somebody. You're gonna waste two hours of your day, get all pissed off. I just don't really answer on Twitter. I just I kind of I kind of post and dump. Um, but uh, yeah, let me let me I'm gonna try to find it right here while I'm talking. I think I just put sauce penalty with a question. Yeah, yeah, this is it. And the only reason I'm showing I, I the only reason I have it right here. 
I'm making That's my awesome. screen bigger so I could see it. Oh, yeah. Hold on. No, no, no. Wait. You'll see this version. Okay? You see how light the contact is. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it frame by frame, so it's going to be a little, bit, a little bit laggy. There's no hand on there. There's probably a hand guiding that hip, but I don't think it's pulling him. And look where that ball lands. And this guy's like, dude, Sauce got away with a huge penalty 50 yards down the field. This is the play that Chiefs fans are going to try to highlight for Sauce getting PIs? That's the play? So he's got uh, listen. First of all, Sauce did not alter in in the ball in the air. Sauce did not alter the receiver's body in any way, shape, or form. No. And even if he did, he still had no chance to catch that ball. Exactly. So that's specifically for the one person on here who who recognizes what I'm talking about. That guy on Twitter, um, most likely. But uh, let's let's get to the rest of the chat because we have been ignoring you for for weeks. So I'm just going to. I I do have to sign in the streamyard again. That's why I can't do these uh, super chats. My apologies about that. Yeah, no, it's all it's all good. Uh, as the immortal, hello to John Hassel. As the immortal Jesse Jackson once said, "Keep hope alive." It's alive. If you lose in Denver, it's gone, <laughs> right, Kyle? Like if they lose to Denver, yeah, then, you, then if you, they you, went, you, if they went and beat the Eagles, then it's like okay, you got some fire again. Yeah, but. yeah, no, I know, I know. But we, but realistically, Dude, if you win, if you win the next two, and you look at your early schedule, you go three and three, and I believe the bye is after that, if I'm not mistaken. You go in your bye three and three on a two game win streak, off being the beating the former the former defending uh, NFC champions. Then you got some real life to your season. You got a whole week to prepare. Okay, this is what works with Zach. This is what doesn't work with Zach. No. Anyway. Yoshi says, uh, Yoshi's Yoshi's a light. Uh, at least he's been here for a minute, but uh, you know, fall season is coming when Joe starts growing his beard. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we have no shave October, November, December for, for our department, so it's it's nice. It's really um, that much. I thought it was just a November thing. It's you know, it's three months, three months. Um, Rob D for at least for us. Um, nice to see Gibson get involved in, on, on offense, keep him in motion without uh, a target affects the defense. And Kyle, a lot of people have been talking about Gibson and, and kind of trickling, trickling into the, con- the, the, the hard, Hardman conversation because they okay. Gibson got 11 reps, multiple touches, Hardman's rotting there on the bench. And I think this kind of plays into what we were talking about. And, and, and like, there should be obviously $5 million sitting on our bench is obviously not the best resource or the way to spend your resources. Neither is Dalvin Cook running for no yardage, you know, making $7 million. But um, we spoke a lot in the offseason about how Hardman is not necessarily the most disciplined and trustworthy player. And I don't know if I think the coaching staff maybe doesn't want the not the most disciplined player to be out there on the field with Zach Wilson when you need to capitalize on every opportunity you can have. Like I think Hardman was going to be a guy with Rodgers to get 10, 15 snaps and trick plays and stuff like that. But I, I kind of I, I understand more so maybe than other people why he's not playing. Now again, I would like to see him over Cobb at times and and in some other instances, but. I get the thinking in terms of not necessarily trusting him as a player to be there for Zach Wilson on a down and down basis, mm-hmm. just in terms of being in the right spot and actually yeah. catching the ball. Very, very, very great point. But in terms of the, uh, it, okay. If, if Zach Wilson really prefers motion more, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it does make sense to have him out there in those situations. With that being said, if you're only going to put him on the field when he's going to go in motion or when somebody else is going to go in motion, then you become very predictable. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of in a, a in a weird spot right now where you really have to figure some of these things out because, you know, right now you have a guy who's making six million dollars a year to barely play in the game. Can you imagine like get you know leaving another team that you know your team didn't want you, they didn't give you the money you know you wanted. You go to another team, you go to play them at your home. You know Monday night was it no Sunday night football, and you play I don't know how many reps you played that 
one, two, three, five. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I didn't. I, 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 yeah, I didn't really notice him either. So I didn't notice him. Sneakers to boots, fellas. Good. Uh, glad to see you guys got to enjoy a prime time game at home. Um, well, week one was enjoyable, but not really. This game was not at first. At the end, it was very enjoyable. Kyle was not there, though, unfortunately. Kyle, do, do you regret not going now at this point? I don't at all. I don't at all. And, and you have a couple, you have a hundred dollars in your pocket that I, that I do not right now. So at least, um, yeah. Once you're about to give up on this team, they suck you right back in cautiously optimistic. If Zach Wilson could be the Zach Wilson that he was, and they have to figure out the Bill Belichick, you know, issue, but listen, if you want to be on the optimistic side, he played what five, five or sorry, four of the top 10 defenses in the NFL right now, right? Cowboys, Pats, Chiefs, um, Bills, and in two of those games, or one that of those Bills games, you defense know, has been great since the Jets, great. Man. Yeah, great. Um, and the, the Cowboys were really good, and, and we know he wasn't the problem with that game. In this game, you know, he was not the problem. So you have two pretty solid games against two really good defenses. So hold on to hope, and listen, you could do that versus those teams, but it, but if you do that, and then you don't capitalize on this opportunity versus Denver, who was allowing... What did they allow in the last two weeks, Kyle? It was almost like a thousand yards. They're like the thirty-second ranked run defense, and the thirty-second ranked up or over seven hundred rushing yards in in just um, four games or something. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're they're terrible pass against numbers. They 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 are a miserable defense. So if he cannot come into this game and replicate that and throw for, I'm not I'm not asking for four hundred yards. I'm asking for. Even something like I don't, I don't know, 230 yards, you know, with 65 to 70 completion percentage, one touchdown, two touchdowns, no picks. Like, give me a, a solid game. I don't need a Chiefs. I don't. I don't need a Dallas. Him running around the field trying to make plays, all that stuff. There's a consistent game from Zach Wilson, and let's build on it. You know, um, that's 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 the goal, right, Kyle? Like, we don't want to sit here and we don't want to trash Zach Wilson. Like, that's not the goal. We want him to fucking dominate. We want to have the number one quarterback in the NFL. That's that's the goal, but. Obviously, we have to talk about what we've seen, and 97% of what we've seen has been very, very bad. So, yeah, let's hope we can build on it because the the Zach Wilson of 2022 does not play like Zach Wilson of 2023 in terms of that that uh, um, the Cowboys and that uh, that Chiefs game. So, he's definitely improved, but how much? We'll see. Yeah, and to your last uh, sentence, sneakers to boots, about being cautiously optimistic. Absolutely. If you're overly optimistic just because of this one primetime game against the Kansas City Chiefs, who do have a, a good defense and certainly a good offense, you know, you're potentially setting yourself up to get really disappointed. Like, uh, mm-hmm. listen, I'm happy. I was texting people after the game and stuff. Oh, some people are saying, I bet you wish you went to the game now. You just said it to me. I'm like, no, not really. I'm very, very happy with my decision not to go. And I still. Hey, listen, if he really balls out and like just looks like a, a, a star the next two weeks, you might see him at the Giants game in a couple weeks. But Giants uh, game. I have Kyle, Kyle, I have a vacation day up for that. I didn't I didn't take it down yet. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll so see. I mean that that's probably like listen, they'd have to win for me to want to go to that game. I, I didn't I did want to go until Rogers got hurt and then you know the rest is history. That's that's after uh, the bye, correct? Right? That's the I first game so. after the bye. I think and then, so, yeah. the, and then it's the Chargers after that. I wish I could tell you with certainty. I think it's a char. I think it's a charter. You that, should be cautiously game. optimistic. I certainly very much am. Um, if he could start stringing together several consecutive games, especially against good defenses, because we know that Philly defense is good. Um, you know, then you start to say, okay, well, of course in, you never wish for injuries. And I, I wish Aaron Rodgers the, the speediest recovery ever, but, and, and I'm not saying this with confidence guys. I'm, I'm not at all, but, 
if Zach Wilson actually balls out this season and he looks like he absolutely is the truth, he really, really, really turned the corner in year three, the way that Josh Allen turned the corner in, in year I three. Don't, I don't like where this is going. I don't, I don't like think... where this is going either. I'm just saying, he said, he said cautiously optimistic. I'm saying, don't expect this. Do not expect this. But if that did happen, that's a good situation to be in. Like, you know, you know, Aaron Rodgers probably wonders about his future, but what would be better uh-huh. for the Jets to have a good Zach Wilson for the next 10 years? We, don't, don't, we, don't, not bet we, any money on this. Don't bet any on it. I'm going to say, we are setting ourselves up to be hurt so bad every single time, you know. Well, you we, know that some Jets fans are doing that, and that's why oh, I, I, I like know, this I cautiously after me. Yes, be very, very, very cautious. No, like, soup, dude, we've been hurt so many times. Make him prove it to you. Like, I'm going to this week, like, listen, he's going to suck again. If he proves it, then he proves it. Um, I, I have more hope than just saying he always going to suck again, but – um, I've been hurt too many times, so do not get yourself all excited. Do not talk about playoffs. Don't, it's going to hurt just, more. It would hurt more if you're very excited. Let's see what happens in Denver at four o'clock, you know, and, and then, and then we'll talk again. We're not talking about the end of the season or anything like that, but Marvin guns did have a, he had a, he had a super chat five dollars, which we appreciate. And then under that, uh, couple chats, he said, Taylor Swift bribed the refs. And like, what do you, we don't really talk about like storylines, like so much like this typically, but what do you think about the, the, the refs or not the refs? The NFL after that, like putting you know Chiefs are two and zero as Swifties or whatever it was, and all yeah. of that bullshit with with Taylor Swift and all the celebrities coming, and then like dude Woody Johnson being completely tone deaf after we're all pissed off about the whole you know Chiefs coming in here, the whole Taylor Swift stuff, we're all fucking done with it, and he posts like yeah we're Swifties too. It's like dude just just have some have some sense that's about you, you know. So yeah, Woody um, Johnson tries way too hard to be cool, and it doesn't really work most of the time. And he's like wearing like I, I get the chain was like a funny thing to have, but like now that he's actively wearing it all the time, like can you imagine him like walking up to Taylor Swift? He's like what the what is this fucking guy doing? Like what, what is wrong with him? You know, a big ass blinged out chain with Woody on it. So like dude, a little bit tone deaf, and I like Woody more than some other people do, but posting that after we just lost to them, you know, in heartbreaking fashion, but because of the refs and people have the conspiracy theories that it's because of the chiefs and because of Taylor Swift. And you come out there and say, Hey, I'm a Taylor Swift guy too. And the NFL two and oh is Swifties. And fucking, I think it was sleeper. The, the, the fantasy football app changed Travis Kelsey's picture to Taylor Swift. It's like, what are, what are we doing here with, with the Taylor Swift stuff? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, Listen, conspiracies definitely happen. And as someone who studies histories, I mean, conspiracies is just people, you know, conspiring to, you know, you know, plan something out or whatever. Um, you know, theories are ne- necessarily substantiated by facts or whatever. But I mean, like, you know, there's this whole thing that's been going around. And what was it, Arian Foster who kind of started it? Well, the NFL, the scripted stuff. And it, obviously, that's complete BS that, you know, everyone gets a script or whatever. But there's no doubt that there are certain teams where it, you know, it's in the NFL's best interest for a certain team to win because of viewership and ultimately money made and things like that. Um, I've never heard any evidence. I've never heard any refs come out and testify. Oh, you know, I got marching orders from the NFL that, you know, we're supposed to, you know, maybe call things a certain way because we want this team to win. I mean, like I, I haven't heard of any evidence or anyone, you know, any former refs, retired refs come out and say something like this. But yeah, if you were the the conspiracy theory type person, this is, you know, this is really one that can kind of get you because, Fuck yeah. you know, I mean, like the, some of these calls were absolutely egregious. That flag, you know, the fact that it came after the pick, the, the ref is double clutching and, you know, Taylor Swift thing. And to interrupt you, sorry, but the, like, I just thought about it again. 
you'd almost think that the ref would be like like jostling for that flag. And once he sees it's a game changing pick like interception, it wasn't going to affect the play anyway. He'd probably be like, nah, I, I probably shouldn't. I, I probably shouldn't dictate the outcome of this game because of this fucking play, which was crazy. And you know, kind of discredit to the Jets after that. The, the Chiefs continued to pick up three first round, uh, three first downs. They just drove it down our throats, so it's not like they didn't have a chance after that. But you'd think like he would see that and be like, nah, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do that on third and twenty, but. He's like, no, fuck it. It's a, you know, it's the Chiefs. Like, it's it's it was it's it's crazy. But continue. I'm, I'm sorry. I remember hearing yeah. stories of my dad when my dad used to come to all my football games, and sometimes he would get into it with the refs, and he'd be like, "Hey, ref, you let the kids play. Let the kids play. We didn't come to see you play. Right? Let the kids play." Like, because you know, sometimes these refs, like they they literally just control the game. I mean, like calls like that. I mean, literally change the outcome of a game. Or if it's like a mm-hmm. 50 yard defensive pass interference call, and it's like so ticky tack or whatever. Um, but yeah, those were some huge calls, and it's like, I mean, so much was made out of the Taylor Swift stuff. I mean, like, even if you listen to the broadcast, uh, Tariko and Collinsworth, when they're up 17-0, you know, they're all they start pivoting their storylines. Taylor Swift this, Taylor Swift this. Once the Jets come start coming back, Tariko says something along the lines of, "Oh, we had all this material planned out to talk about Taylor Swift this and that," and then we it, it became a game again and stuff. And it's like. The NFL had such huge plans to talk about all this and like everyone's tweeting out, oh, Kelsey gained 900,000 extra Instagram followers. They were even saying that the sideline reporter, whoever the hell it was, mentioned that storyline. It's like there was so much other crap about this game other than the actual football game. So there's no doubt that the NFL had a certain interest for a certain team to win. And the fact that they say, oh, 2-0 is Swifties. I mean, that was kind of like the storyline. They play, I mean, Nobody gave a chance. Very few people gave the Jets a chance to win this game. You know, so that whole 2-0, and the Chiefs 2-0 is Swifties, that was pre-planned for probably days. And, oh, we weren't going to let the Jets... And I'm not I'm not saying that this is actually a conspiracy or whatever. I'm just saying, like, if you are a conspiracy type, you, you have something to work with here. Now, Kyle, I don't, I, since we're trying to talking about some announcers and all that stuff, and I didn't necessarily plan to go on here, um, but Rodney Harrison, thoughts? Yeah, so I'm curious to wonder like what what was said after because sala came out kind of defending rodney harrison he's a good guy or whatever but uh man like he, he apologized to the team after apparently he reached out or something like that but still he, fuck he that reached guy. out to the whole jets team or whatever i apparently he reached i heard he reached out to the jets i don't know how that necessarily you know, yeah how does that happened, work but, like yeah. oh he, he, let's put rodney harrison on a conference call with the whole team while they're sitting in the meeting room uh, yeah dude what what a, and like he had that that like he had that about him like he was a like dirty type of player or whatever people didn't like him he's always a douche like what an absolutely douche even if you think that like after he just balled out had a game of his life like you're trying if you say it the first time whatever it's still fucked up but like two more times after that trying to bait chris jones to say that zach wilson sucks on live tv like what are you doing dude like that is absolute classless bullshit so rodney harrison can just eat a fucking you know pile of shit so uh, i hate that guy and talking about guys i hate too and this is completely not even related yeah, to the jets you can talk about rodney harrison all loose from uh tyree I, mean, I i hate the giants so much man like i i was rooting for the patriots sorry to say it in that super bowl um talk, talking about giants uh, evan neal kyle uh it seems like he's really working out with the, with the giants now not only does he suck but he's saying you know the people who watch me flip by the way who, who the fuck flips hot dogs who flips hot dogs kyle what, what are we talking about he says flips hot flips hot dogs and burgers nobody flips hot dogs you fucking roll them so you're already an idiot so so he sucks and then he's he, he's criticizing all the fans who watch him like oh you know the, these these people so what, um, would a lion compare himself to 
whatever he said. I don't know. Yeah, because you're good at football, bro. Good. Like, there's people out there saving saving lives. There's people like, oh, so so the guy who maybe had a shitty life situation and is working his balls off, you know, sixty hours a week just to bring forty five thousand dollars a year, who spends his money, you know, he's saving up for four months to go watch a Giants game, and now he just he just got that game, he's all excited, and then you call, you know, you call him a, a, a you're basically a piece of shit, and who cares about your opinion? Like, fuck that guy. So, um, and I love Don Lareca's rant about it. That's the only person I kind of enjoy listening to sometimes, which I actually don't listen Who? to him, but I used to. Don Greca. He's on ESPN oh, okay. Radio. Yeah, he, I know all, he says all-time rants. So I like listening to his rants when they come up um, like on my Twitter. Um, but he, he bugged out on the guy too. It's like, dude, how do you ever root for that guy again? Like every single time he walks out of the tunnel, you should boo that motherfucker because he thinks you mean nothing and he's better than you because he plays football. Like, so um, I didn't mean to get there, but uh, Harrison and, and Evan Neal, I kind of just... Yeah, I mean, it's not a good look when you're defensive. Um, listen, the best thing that you can do is just say, hey, listen, I, I need to play a hell of a lot better if you're Evan Neal, and I'm going to get better. I, I believe in my talent. I believe in my coaches. Uh, we're going to turn this thing around. Um, you, you know, some people don't like to hear that, but it's the most professional thing to say. And in terms of Rodney Harrison, um, yeah, I'm sure he probably got a talking to from some people like, hey, listen, man, you really went over the top here. And so how much of his quote-unquote apology was genuine? Who the hell knows? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Absolutely because, zero. You know, I mean, the thing is, is like, so someone watching this might be like, well, you guys criticize Zach Wilson all the time. You guys have called Zach Wilson garbage. And it's like, yeah, um, true. We root for the team. Um, but, and it's kind of like this, this thing where, where you know, are, are we in media? Yeah, I guess to a certain extent we are somewhat in media, not to the, nearly to the degree that he is. Um, but, you know, he's also a former player. And there's something like of like of a brotherhood in terms of, of players and stuff, and you don't want to cross. And he's also on NBC. Yeah, know. he's on NBC too, and it's like it, the whole thing with Sean Payton, who had to eventually go and apologize too. It's like you kind of cross that uh, you know that line of like brotherhood, where like, hey, listen, yeah, you know, everyone knows that the way that the name, the way the game in the NFL is to say, well, oh, listen, we're we're, we're playing against a great team this weekend. You know, we're gonna have to work, work really hard if we're gonna beat them. You don't go out and say things like, oh, that might have been the worst coaching job of all time. So that, I don't remember exactly what Peyton said, but he said something like that. And then he's he realized a mess, he's screwed up. So it's something similar here with, with Harrison as being a former player. And then and, really, and, really and, trying to do you, 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 you tried, as you said, he went so hard in trying to get Chris Jones, who clearly is very uncomfortable. Chris Jones was very uncomfortable in that situation. Begging him, him, dude. Begging him. Pressing it. He's he, he might as well have been like he sucks right Chris Jones like please please say it you know it's like it was and and yes like it's the fraternity and all that stuff and the difference is we're on a YouTube show and we're not on NBC with thousands and thousands and hundreds of even millions of people watching one um and two when we criticize him it's deserved I would never go on TV after that game and say yeah well Zach Wilson sucks right basically like no it's like hey this kid had a fucking good game like he came back you know like bravado all that stuff whatever like that's how you speak about him after that game but like to be like yeah he's a bum it's like come on man he's a bum it's just what a, what a joke that man is so um shitty human being you can just tell right from there so fuck him but moving on uh somebody says they brought in dalvin cook because breeze come I, we, we know why they brought him in you're also you're, you're wasting seven million dollars on a player who probably deserves to not be on a roster right now so Dude, we said I, I, for, for many 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 weeks of dalvin cook rumors just run with the fresh legs man you got Michael Carter, who's got young, fresh legs. Izzy Abacanda, you know, Izzy, I forgot his last name. Abacanda. Abacanda, 20 years old. You know, it's rare that you get a name right before me. Um, 
And and yeah, and Brees like yeah, he's coming off the ACL, but yeah, keep him on a pitch count. So yeah, no, and, neither of us really like that. And regardless, Kyle, even if you say Zion Knight sucks, would you rather have Zion Knight getting two point four four or is it whatever it is two point four yards per carry for the Jets right now for for one million dollars, or would you rather have Dalvin Cook getting you to, uh you know two point four yards per carry for seven million dollars? Like it's it's. It's just asinine. That that signing, and like I don't know how much Rodgers had a lot of influence into it, but at a certain point, it just got to be like, yo, listen, we watched his tape from last year. The guy sucks. We cannot sign him for $7 million. And they had to show that to Rodgers. Like, you have to be able to stand up to him. I don't know how much he pushed for him and Tim Boyle's a backup and all that stuff, but at a certain point, I'd be like, no, dude, he's terrible. He's just not a good running back. And we said that. We watched him last year, and everybody, because everybody knows the name Dalvin Cook, and they can type in their stats on YouTube or on Google and say, oh, my God, I got 1,000 yards. And he helped him win a fantasy league, too. Bro, he was he was garbage last year too. He had a few nice runs. That that was about it. His vision's terrible. He has no yard after contact. He runs into tackles. He has no feel for space. He can't catch. He can't block. He fumbles the ball. Like what are we doing? You know, at a certain point, like, and I don't know nearly as much about mixed martial arts as I do about um football, but I've heard Rogan bring up this point several times, and obviously he knows a hell of a lot about it. Someone like Conor McGregor, who was obviously like a killer early in his career, and he was so hungry to make all this money and stuff, and now he's one of the absolute wealthiest um, combat sports guys in the world. Yeah, uh, he's made a, a killing for himself business in terms of his obviously his Floyd Mayweather fight. He made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. You know, once you make that amount of money, people have to question: Do you still have the drive? Right? Like, you know, you have your nice house now. You could just sit back on your laurels. Why do you have to train so much and stuff? And someone like Dalvin Cook, as a running back, you take a beating. Such a punishing game this game is. He has a kid now, right? He's gotten the second contract that you know some running backs never get that good second contract. What incentive does Dalvin Cook have to potentially get some concussions and mess his brain up for the rest of his life? You know, you seriously have to question when you see play like this. Does this guy still want this man, or is he just trying to get that one last paycheck without having to, you know, put the maximum amount of punishment on his body? Right, because this this right here, you don't get hurt with the, the way that he made this play. You're not getting hurt, but if you turn up field and and try to make that um uh, that yeah. linebacker miss, you know you might have to put he, your head down and take a big blow. He literally falls on the tackles. He does not try to make anybody miss. As soon as he knows he's in contact, he just falls. He just ducks, ducks his shoulder. There's no power behind it. It's oh shit, I'm getting tackled. Like it's it is abysmal football play. So don't give me the shit about his GPS numbers. Don't don't give me the shit about getting his feet under him. He doesn't want to fucking play football anymore. At least not for the Jets this year. Which is understandable. Um, but just, you know, don't don't take a paycheck from the team and you know act like you're trying when you're not. And lose I'm just, I'm, and I, I don't want to be this guy, but like there, there's been people who be Corey Davis. Like, be Corey Davis. If you if you can't do it anymore, just say you know what I'm hanging up the cleats. There's been people who've been like tagging him in some of my posts, like, dude, you suck. Like what the fuck? Like you're just taking the money and all this stuff. And like if he if he responds, Jets Twitter is going to light him on fire. There's like there's like one percent of Jets Twitter who's still defending this guy, and this is what we tried to tell everybody before he signed. But people actually have to see it with their own eyes instead of the actual. It's uh, dude, it's, it's it's extremely frustrating when you see this shit and you try to express it, and there's a bunch of people who are just like, I don't know, you're fucking wrong, whatever, because of stats. And then this happens, they're like, oh shit, you were right. It's like, wow, like the film is actually out there. It's just it's it's crazy. I know I'm being condescending asshole, but the, the cook thing and wasting seven million dollars from that guy, you can't sign another backup quarterback is just ridiculously frustrating. You, you know, it's I don't know. 
sign Don Knight again for for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And he, like, can you remember one good Dalvin Cook run this entire season? Like Dal, uh, Donovan Knight against the against the Bears against the the Vikings had some legitimately good runs. It's not like it's just a one off thing where Dalvin's having an off game or two. I can't remember one good play that the man has made in four weeks. And he's had some really bad ones. That fumble against the Cowboys. Awful. That one play where he just basically, you know, kept running out. I, I, he had one really bad play against the Cowboys, which wasn't even the fumble. Um, yeah. So, so let's, let's, and we're going to keep kind of working through the chat here. And this kind of brings us to this, to this topic. We talked about Zach Wilson. We'll continue to talk about him. We talked about Brees Hall, who cannot get, be getting six carries. And I, I know, you know, Salah said last week that he's not on a pitch count anymore. Six carries. And what did Brees do? He did this. Feed me, feed me. Feed him. Yeah. Also, with that being said, again, does Brees have to finish that run? A thousand percent. He needs to finish that run. Yeah. Um, well, more, more getting getting your legs under you more. Yeah, but I, still, I believe he will in due time. Still averaging like six point eight yards per carry. You just want to see the the down to down consistency and and him be able to break those. Um, past that, not much for the for the running backs. But let's kind of get into the, uh, I guess the tight ends and and the offensive line here a little bit. But specifically right now, uh, with for for Ruckert and Tipman, Kyle, uh, thoughts on both these individuals. Um. Tipman. I've been extremely impressed with Ruckert. Um, do you want to? It seemed like you were going to start with Tipman, so go ahead. No, I was just going to say Tipman. I, I know his numbers said like zero pressures allowed this week. I, to me, I don't know what I necessarily consider a pressure, but there was at least two or three plays where I think he allowed some type of pressure or made Zach Wilson move out of the pocket because of whether or not he got cleanly beat or he was pushed back into Zach Wilson's lap. Still a very, very, very good game, but the PFF zero pressures allowed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, he wasn't. I'm just gonna say he wasn't an A plus. He was a B plus. He was very good, but not elite on the offensive line. Still a good game from him. Let's go to the rest of the offensive line. Um, I thought McGovern was was fine this game. AVT, he yeah, he was he not was great. a little bit at right tackle. Yeah, yeah, and like it's to, to me so far, AVT has not been as good in 2023 as as in 2022. But yeah, he was allowing some pressures. There were some runs I wanted to see him attached to more. Um, so I think his numbers may indicate yeah, Carl Loftus had a pretty good game against him. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think AVT is a solid tackle, but I still think he's a better guard. And and these last two weeks, again, regardless of what the numbers, still indicate, think you you know he's a better guard, not think. Yeah, yeah, it's so like it, I think it's because of the numbers, and maybe some people are like we're really buying into that, and maybe it's influencing my opinion or whatever. But he's still a better guard to me, and 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 in these games, you know, I have some plays that I'll go over. Dude, in the the, I gotta be honest, the length really shows up because George Carl Loftus doesn't have good long arms, but Carl Loftus hit him with a long arm, and you know, a guy with long arms like Tyron Smith and stuff, that that shit's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. so so Tippman Tippman has been excellent for for a rookie at and and we'll. There's so many conversations to go. Do you keep him at? Do you keep him at right guard? Do you keep tip uh, ABT at right tackle? All this stuff, but re- and we'll get into that maybe. But Tipman was very good. ABT has been solid, but not studly like he was last year. And maybe some of the playing at tackle has something to do with that. But I haven't been like blown away with him. Uh, McGovern was okay. Lakin Thomason, we got to give him credit. Uh, yeah. The last two weeks, he's been he's been okay, just okay, mm-hmm. not great, not bad, but okay. And I'll take okay. Now, if you told me he's just going to be okay at the time of signing, I would have said, okay, that's terrible. But for what he did last year, okay is fine. And then Becton. This was his best game, I think, this year. Yeah, Becton. Yeah, I agree. And, and probably last week it was his second best. But um, Becton, credit, he's been playing. You know, he's he's still on the field. 
there's a few plays where he's not doing so well. Like, like overall, the offensive line as a whole, good. But individually, I would just say Tippman, good. Connor McGovern, you know, okay. William Tomlinson, okay. The tackles, though, um, a little bit more pressure and maybe not saying it as attached as I wanted them uh, to be because Becton gave up at least two or three, maybe four plays where he had, like a lot of pressure or a guy beat him pretty quick or didn't stay attached to a run block. So he hasn't been rookie year Becton in terms of like the dominance from snap to snap. And again, I, maybe his rookie year is overrated by fans in general. But what we know of Becton, at least you and I, um, I don't think he's to that level yet because he's still allowing some pressures and things like that. Yeah, and we haven't really seen the, the the dominance in the run game where he was just like really, really creating lanes. So, mm-hmm. and again, like he's smaller, so he's got less girth to him. Um, so Maybe that does make way. it does make you wonder if that's a, a, a big reason why. But um, in terms of yeah, his pass pro this game was better. Not to a, say that it was perfect by any stretch. Uh, what are you saying? Talking about is this? I don't know if this is the the, the long arm you're talking about. Uh, wait, wait, play it once again for the top. I wasn't even looking. It's, at it's actually. It's, I was it's, looking at Becton. It's actually not even a. It's it's not even really like a long. No, that's not the play I was thinking about. But still, it's just like he, he's he's been good, but I, I I still do really think he's better at tackle. So, with that being said, I want you to continue guard. with the rest of the offensive. Or, or yeah, sorry, at, at guard. But actually, continue your thought. If you have if you have more thought, I want to ask you a follow up question. I'm just saying, like as good as ABT might be, I, I think his his footwork as a tackle is pretty good. But I mean, there's a reason why everyone slated him to be a guard. That arm length is just not something you can change. And, you know, take someone like Tyron Smith, who had a good game against the Jets a couple weeks ago. Dude has like 35 something inch arms. Like that shit really does matter a lot. And ABT, no matter how hard he trains and stuff, he he won't ever be able to solve that problem. I mean, there's other things, there's other ways he can get better and stuff. Yeah. What was this? I was, I, I was really confused by this. Yeah, um, and people like I'm sure people on Twitter will be like, "Oh, yeah, this is actually a really good play." Like he knocked him down and all that stuff. He's way too late off of that combo block with this linebacker filling that gap exactly where they're running to to peel off of that and and, and get there. And it makes B- Brees because he's clearly you know, clear, like, or he's, he runs clearly through that gap, bounce it like he does. If he didn't have to bounce it, boom lane. But because he had to bounce it now, now he's you know he's stalled out. So by the way, um, I, I really thought Brees was going to break this, and not for a touchdown necessarily, but for a like you know yeah. first down ish, um, because Brees is so good in open space with that stiff arm, which is just mm-hmm. the Brees' stiff arm is like so different than Derrick Henry's. It's just like kind of it's like a little tap to just like keep his distance mm-hmm. from the person, and then he just pulls away from them. Uh, I, I thought he had that there, but again, it might just be because Brees is still kind of you know getting his uh, his feel for the game. Yeah. Uh, and maybe later in the season, he starts hitting this stuff. In terms of Tipman, you know, Tipman and Brees and stuff, you know, a lot of people talked about the big run. You, know, you see Tipman out in space. I love seeing him, you know, getting him and uh, Ruckert on the move and stuff. These guys are good in space. Uh, I, I definitely want to see more of that. Um, in terms of Tipman, like center versus guard, I mean, like he could potentially be a better guard than, than center, uh, even though it's his natural position. I think I, I think that the plan probably the rest of this year will be being that he's he's played as well as he has as a true rookie uh, mm-hmm. at guard, they'll probably keep him there and keep McGovern at center um, for the time being. Um, yeah, okay. The, obviously, the team loves Dwayne Brown, but Dwayne Brown was bad. Is Dwayne Brown going to come back and like actually be good or, or, or serviceable at some point this year? I don't know. Anyway, do you keep John, him on I'm, the bench? Do you keep him on the bench when he comes back? Huh? See, that's my thing because we know that. Um, right, like right now, it's hard to take McGovern. I mean, not McGovern. Um, Tipman out of the game because he's playing well. And yeah. I'd love to slide, uh, slide AVT right back at guard because I know he's better there, but it's like, well, what's better for your offensive line in totality? You know, yeah. so th- these are kind of the right now. I mean, this combination that we have currently is say so even this play, sorry for ABT. This is an ABT one, two, Kyle, just by the way. Yeah. 
Granted, you he know, is going I, against the beast of a man right there. I love Chris Jones. Chris Jones yeah, is a hell of a player. But ducking your head like that and not necessarily, yeah. So we'll go over that yeah. in, the, in the film. But um, so so yeah. So did you answer the question of Dwayne Brown? Um, because we kind of got into the ABT play. I don't see how you go and put Dwayne Brown other than what he did last year and how much you're paying him and the fact that he is a left tackle. How at this point, when Becton yeah. is potentially your future, you're going to take Becton out of the lineup? No. Okay, you're definitely not taking AVT out of the lineup. You're going to take McGovern out of the lineup and slide Tipman over to center? Possibly. But I don't see it. I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, in terms of like, he's been really solid there in terms of you know, making calls and protections. And obviously, he's going to, you know, we don't have Aaron Rodgers out there. Um, so Zach Wilson needs a little bit of help in terms of that. So do you want to take the veteran McGovern out at center, especially when Tipman had some snapping issues? Uh, obviously, you're not moving Lakin with that contract uh, from his left guard position, who's always been like a left guard. So I think he sits on the bench, man. Yeah, yeah. So I think he sits on the bench, and you stick with the same thing until you know further notice, until someone gets hurt or whatever. Because this was a very encouraging performance from the offensive line. So now, and I don't think we need to expand like greatly upon this because we'll talk about it in the off season. But like your thoughts now. Let's say this is the lineup for the rest of the year. You know, Tipman's at right guard, uh, ABT's at right tackle. What do you do in 2024 with the offensive line with those guys? It's too early to say because ideally I'd love Becton to play the whole damn season, just keep getting better and better and better, and then you re-sign him and say, hey, Becton's my left tackle for the future. You know, we drafted yeah. the kid to be that. I'd love that. Um, I'd love AVT to eventually move back to guard, and then you find someone else to go and play right tackle. Um uh, probably not sign McGovern transition to moving Tipman over to center, unless he's just like, you know, just a tre tremendous guard and say, Hey, maybe it makes sense to keep him there, but you got to do something else at center probably because McGovern's on the wrong side of 30. Now Lakin, um, I don't think you can get out of his contract without not next year. Yeah. So no, you know, I, I think, guard. I think Lakin, I think it's, 10 million dead, 8 million savings. Yeah. So, so yeah. probably, probably not unless they can restructure or whatever, but I know there's already some dead years. So I think, I think ABT. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Because like people will say, Oh, ABT to stay at right tackle. I want him at guard, man. I, I really just think he's better at guard. And based on everything I watch, like even some of those plays I'll pull up on the film, it's just, he's not as good. Like, yeah, he might get the job done, but he's not as dominant at the tackle position. So maybe yeah, I like Highsmith actually. I mean, like I didn't know much about Alex Highsmith coming out of you know college or whatever, but Highsmith had a really good game against him last year, and I think mm -hmm. that might have been ABT's first game at tackle, you know, in in, in quite some time. But it, it was not a good performance from ABT. He struggled quite a bit. Now the only thing I will say is that, okay, okay, if their plan is to keep ABT at right tackle, which I don't think it is, maybe with Tipman you have some flexibility there. It's like, hey, if we can get a big time center in free agency or in the draft, you stay at guard. If we can get a big time guard in free agency, you move the center. So it gives them a little bit of flexibility. But I think next year you're you know hopefully looking at uh, Becton Tomlinson. Yeah, I guess it's Tipman at center, ABT at right guard, and you freaking splurge on a right tackle, whoever whoever that may be. But I. I I do not want to keep AVT at tackle, man. I don't. I don't care what the no. numbers say. I just it's it's not the same player on film. He just. I'm not. saying a AVT at tackle. You're looking at like a average solid potential tackle. You know, especially as he gets more used to being there consistently all the time. Yeah, you're not looking at all pro potential like at guard. I I completely agree. So and then and then moving past the offensive line, unless you have anything else to say with the offensive line. No. Um, we'll kind of just flex ourselves into the into the tight ends. We'll get into the receivers, and we'll get into the rest of the chat. Um, tight ends. You have to give credit to Uzama after his first like two brutal weeks. He's been he's been better. He caught that touchdown pass. I don't think his blocking has been abysmal. 
Um, but that being said, Ruckert needs to be on the field much more so than, than Uzama. I think this game, what I said before, like 15 to 11 or something like that, whatever it exactly was. Um, Rucker's been blocking his ass off. I think he's more athletic. We saw him make a really nice catch. And not only just a nice catch, a nice catch with really nice light hands. So that was awesome from Ruckert. So he needs to be on the field more. Conklin, you don't want to see that drop. But Conklin's kind of been like the guy we expected him to be a little bit more when he came here, right, Kyle? Like, I don't know exactly what his stats are. It seems like every game he has five or six catches, 40 to 60 yards, just very consistent underneath. will catch the ball for the most part. Um, so he's bounced back from last year a little bit. But uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on the tight ends? Well, I completely agree about the usage more Rucker as opposed to Uzama. And if anyone, if, if, if anybody in the coaches have this worry that, oh, well, we're paying Uzama and we don't want to hurt Uzama's feelings and stuff, that shouldn't be a worry at all because – Obviously, the number one name of the game is winning football games. But also, isn't he supposed to be such a good leader that, like, if he's such a good leader and such a team guy, he would willingly know, okay, this young kid's got it, and I need to just sit back and give him whatever advice I can and and cheer him on and not necessarily throw a hissy fit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's no reason why you don't play uh, record more than somebody like Uzama. I mean, like, the kid blocks his ass off, whistle to whistle, um, he's good out in space. Uh, I, I really love like once you get him moving um, uh, on blocks, you know, he, he can really do some damage sometimes in line. He, you know, he struggles a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, the, you know, that fade hell of a catch, yeah. man. You know, I want to see more of it. Absolutely. And and it's, it's just funny because like, you know, the Jets actually have three really serviceable tight ends. Mm-hmm. You know, we've struggled to have one serviceable tight end for several years <laughs> in, in, in recent memory. Uh, so, talking about Joe, I know we had a whole conversation about Joe Tippman. I completely forgot that we, we can't be good because he's a bust because of that depth chart that got released in 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 preseason. I I, I completely oh, forgot. So yeah. Tippman's a bust, man. I'm sorry. I, I apologize, everybody. I, we spoke positively. Absolutely. I, I, sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Um, receivers, Kyle. Um. Cobb had one nice play. Okay, Gibson had that truck, uh, which was which was which was a nice one. Lazard that that one throw to Zach or from Zach, which was another throw we should talk about from Zach, where he's rolling out to the right. He sees Lazard's eyes and he yeah. basically says YOLO. I'm fucking throwing this shit up, and hopefully Lazard comes back to the ball. Lazard does yeah. a really good job of fighting through the receiver, using a little throw by, um, and then and then uh, grabbing the ball. So kudos to him there. Um, he's shown up a little bit more the last the last few weeks, which is good. Garrett Wilson. Has been good. He's been great. He's been great. No, he's been good. He has not, not been great. Good, good, good. good. He, he's not been great. That that play that play in the end zone or with the, when he gets one hand on it, need to catch that ball. I'm sorry. If you want to be a stud superstar wide receiver, you got to catch that ball. And then there's another play, Kyle. Again, I love Garrett Wilson. I'm talking. I'm talking to, about him like I'm expecting him to be a top five, top ten receiver. Um, did you see the play on third down where he got jammed? Like jammed so bad he didn't even get off the line bad i mean i saw it but i obviously didn't notice it as much as you did do you have oh. it oh yeah oh yeah it was it was it was ugly um so i'll so he who's going to get move. was it mcduffie i don't i don't know honestly by the it, way joe blewett for those that don't know joe blewett was a huge trent mcduffie fan how's he been doing by the way i don't even know well supposedly he's been doing great according to pff he was like the number one rated corner in the league Watch but, him to the you know, top right here. With a grain of salt. Again, sure. I love Garrett Wilson. For people are going to criticize all this stuff. I think he's going to be a top yeah, 10, top five, uh, top 10 receiver. Sneed. I think that's Sneed okay. doing this. So watch this. Third down, got it, got to have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Bro. 
Why? 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 Looks like he's looking for a flag. He's not. He's not looking at the snap, dude. He's look. Look at. Look at his. Look at. If, if it's Sneed, watch his body language before the snap. How he's already close and leaning in, and then watch him. He starts to creep in, creep in. Boom, dude. You gotta watch. You gotta watch what's happening because his eyes are back to one of the closest what, eyes. Are what back point? Time. What point in the game was this? Um. Or, let's let's see. It's. Uh. I don't. Uh, hold on. I gotta find. I gotta find exactly. So. I recorded it as my 55th play of the game out of, out of 70. So later on in the game, third, fourth second quarter. Half, yeah, yeah second, second, second half of the game. But you got to be ready for the snap. And, and and this comes with him not making that catch in Dallas where he could have fought for the ball over the middle. You had the that play where he you know kind of semi-dropped the ball. You have this play on third down. So he's been good. He has not been great so far. So I'm hoping that he can continue to take steps in the right direction. But this isn't good, right? So... And we're always gonna be fair here, right? I don't, I don't think I don't think the most co- or popular thing, Kyle, is for us to criticize Garrett Wilson, but when he deserves criticism, we're gonna say it, right? That's kind of what we what we do here. And I don't think anybody in this fucking chat's gonna say that was a great play by Garrett Wilson. It's like, no, you got jammed so bad you couldn't get the line of scrimmage on. I like, have to have it third down in the third quarter, and, and every every third down is have to have it against the Chiefs. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, like, like, what what percentage of uh, NFL players <laughs> like don't even uh, wide receivers don't get off the line of scrimmage? On I mean, like it's it's quite rare to see that. I'm not saying it doesn't ever happen in games, but that shouldn't be well, happening like ever. We'll uh we'll go we'll go back to the super chats. Bruce Bruce Maine um says welcome back, gents. Best part of Thursdays uh round these parts, which we appreciate very much. Thanks, Bruce, Maine. Bruce. And Bruce Maine did this after we were just criticizing the stud wide receiver on the Jets. So I know he appreciates us, and we appreciate you, Bruce. So um thank you a lot. You know obviously a lot for the for the super chat. So um let's see. I was gonna go back to another uh, another statement we or another question we had in here, and somebody asked. What was our favorite play? And by the way, sneakers to boots. We recap this before. I don't know if you were listening, but uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a bad it was a bad snap. He still needs to he still needs to catch it. But the other thing I want to bring up was the question from Shadow Maniac right here. Shadow Maniac seventy eight. Your favorite throw of the day from Zach Wilson. I'll continue to peruse the chat for uh, some some chats. Mm, um, probably the touchdown of Lazard. What do you think? I'm tempted. Yeah. I'm I'm also tempted to say the Conklin seam back shoulder too, just because. Yeah. Listen, you're you know you're down. It's it's it kickstarted the drive. Sometimes you really need that one good play to kickstart a drive. What do you think? Uh, So I would say I would say the Lazard touchdown one. I like the Ruckert throw a little bit better just because of the placement of it, where that defender had no chance. Where maybe the Conklin defender, if he could have fought through that contact, could have had a chance in the ball. I said the location of the of the Ruckert throw um, a little bit more than that one. And then we have another chat here who says uh, Jordan Victor says Huff top ten player on the team, underrated by Sala, big time, underrated by Joe and Kyle preseason as well. Huff, Um, yeah, it's underrated Huff. Yeah. I, I okay. Think, I think all right. All right. In Jordan's defense, he's probably also talking about how 25. we didn't the run defense because we listen. It's not our fault. We can't. They don't. They don't put until this season. They didn't put Huff in running situations. How could we even evaluate it if he's never on the field in those situations? But to his credit, they have kept him in on rundowns this year, and he's he's played pretty well. So. You know, yeah, yeah, for but sure. uh, Jordan, my question to you would be like, well, did you envision this from Huff as a run defender? 
because uh, I don't think he did, but maybe he did. Yeah. Um. Somebody. So, so somebody who just asked this. Uh. And by the way, for for the obviously Jordan Victor is he's he's been here forever, but it's uh a lot of the reason for our low rank. I, I ranked him at fifteen, I believe, or sixteen or fourteen, something like that, in oh, the top twenty five. But it was more because he was never on the field. So if you're a specialty player, how highly can you be ranked? But with this at, at that point, like Kyle. You have to sign Huff right before the season ends. Get get this guy locked up. You're getting rid of Lawson next year, especially when because, you consider that JJ has not turned into what you want him to be in terms of a pass rusher. Absolutely. Because if Huff if, if Huff is not here next year, let's say he does go elsewhere, Lawson's not going to be back here. So then your defensive end room is going to be JFM, JJ, Clemens, and McDonald. Are any of those guys going to be studly pass? Like so, so JJ is not a plus. Uh, um, you know rusher jfm no. is okay but now you have one mcdonald we have no idea so you can't bank on that you obviously clemens isn't so you're gonna have one plus edge rusher if they're still playing year? clemens way too much on the edge and in general on third down situations hate it um can, uh, shadow maniac says can you show what went wrong on that second chiefs td uh, i think he's, is, that, is that the one to uh the tight end not kelsey but the other guy is it this one? Blown, t- blown touchdown TD? Is this, a, is this the one? Yeah, this one. That must be the one he's talking about. Well, there. so so this is – it's man coverage. It's man coverage on this one. They just have to have the, the rules down. So it's, it's, it's hard to tell exactly what happens because you have you have man. You have man right here, I believe, on him. Um, I don't know if this is a spy or just a hook. Oh, let me, I have to go through there a little bit more. I can't see who you're pointing to. I don't, I don't know if you have your cursor on the screen, but it, it's not showing up on mine. Okay. Whatever. That's not important, though. Not yeah. No. It's it's just a bust, dude. There, there's 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 three there's three guys here, and there's three defenders over top of them, and you have guys. Like you have banjos first in, first out. You know, for, uh, for first out, second in, all that stuff. You have a bunch of rules in terms of passing off, um, passing off. You know, guys who switch their releases in terms of like the one becoming the two, the two becoming the three, whatever it may be. And you have a bunch of congestion here, and then you have both. I believe I don't know if it's Sauce and and uh, and Whitehead, yeah. but they both take the same guy, and then he's just streaking up the sidelines. So it's just a bust in terms of the rules of of how they play guys when they switch. You know, the, the one becomes the let's see, one becomes the two, and then and then the two becomes the three, and it's just there's a bunch of switching there, and they don't pass it off right. So it's hard to say exactly what happens here. Probably have to watch it quite a few more times. They're really and it's a nice it design by the Chiefs in this type of situation. Um, you yeah. know, the thing about this is a play like this, it's going to need time to develop. So you know, your pass protection needs to be good, and it was good enough for the Chiefs to obviously, you know, get the look they wanted. And it was definitely a bust by the Jets. It's hard to know to say like what Joe was trying to say, and with 100 certainty, unless you know exactly what the Jets. Uh, coverage rules are in this situation like what was the, yeah, what was the defense yeah, called like you know because obviously when when you have switch releases you know your responsibility can change and we don't necessarily know for sure off the off the jump sauces and man on the one the the, the one comes in to become the 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 three i'm assuming with, with 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 him becoming the three and the three becoming the two or the one you have whitehead who's trying to pass it off the sauce but sauces and man on who initially was the one and now you have two guys who are accounting for for one one and two on one even though he's over the top he just kind of trying to get over top of the rub and they don't pick up this guy that's all it is it's 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 one of saucer whitehead you know that's 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 what i can tell you so yeah and probably, probably about it unfortunately there's been a little bit too much of this um with the Jets in the past two years and Sauce's um, 
somewhat been he's been uh, a culprit in some of them mostly early last season and we've seen a little early this season hopefully not too much more of that mm-hmm. okay i'm just gonna keep going through the uh, the chat we have somebody i'm not gonna highlight the, the chats that basically it's the offenses offensive coordinator's fault and not sack's fault <laughs> we're gonna go back to that stuff um people always Quick Wait, to talk about what, the Jets. What, yeah. what is the offensive? Uh, you know what? You said you he weren't going to get it. Yeah, okay, he was. It's it's the OC's fault, not Zach's, basically. Um, people always quick to talk about the Jets, yet who y'all real team to begin with? Oh, oh, I, okay, never mind. He's talking. That, that was to somebody else. It's just a quote of talking to somebody. Um, Mike, what is up, Mike? Uh, refs were bad on uh, both sides. Yeah. I'm, I'm, again, I'm trying to run through this. Yeah, they up. were. They, like I said, the Brees call was really bad, but. The Chiefs definitely got way more help. He says it. Uh, I'm mad about the sauce penalty because they weren't calling it. You know that the, that the throw was not going to get to that receiver regardless. And in that game situation, to call that, it's it's more on that than the actual penalty. And again, sauce, I think should have played that a little bit more conservatively. But it's it's not about the actual penalty. It's about calling that penalty in that moment when you saw the ball was going to get intercepted and then throwing it when you know you're going to change the game. Um, that's the problem with that with that play. And I'm I'm. More mad. Um, I think the most egregious missed call was basically an offensive lineman trying to break, you know, Sherwood's ankle, and that's not called. That that was the worst. I I did see somebody in the chat say, "Was that Kurt Angle blocking Sherwood?" Um, <laughs> which I, I love that comment. You know, Kurt Angle, you know, with his uh, ankle lock and straight up, uh, who was I think it was uh, Donovan Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like he was really trying to give an ankle lock to Sherwood. Poor Sherwood. Let's see. Uh, the best conspiracy theory is that the T Swift fanfare was a change of results when you search your name and. Uh, okay. Um, JJ weren't didn't work to the outside to make the whole blitz. Yeah, J- JJ has to sell it better, right? Throw your hands up, fall to the ground, do something other than just kind of just get backed up. So, and and that rush plan was was pretty terrible from JJ, you know, as well. So. So I would suggest not to speak into the very close to the microphone. It sounds very distorted. Okay, thank, thank you. Let's see. You can hold with your hands inside the pad. That belief is a myth. It's not. It's not a myth. You can go to the rule books. You're. You're. If 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 you're tight like that, you're allowed. To, you're allowed to have a guy, a guy held like that. You're not. You're never gonna call. It. If you're nice, nice and tight and latch with your fingers out, and, and never call it. Tight Literally elbows, happens every it's, play. It's, it's not gonna. It's you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get called. So every single play. If you think. And I'm not saying that this is what this person's actually saying. If anyone thinks that these linemen are out there just like, you know, pushing people with open palms and not actually grabbing, like you, you cannot be going. I have zero clue what you're talking about. Yeah, no, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna grab. By the way, this is the chat you were talking about before. So I'm that far yeah. behind. I'm still trying to uh, to 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 throw it up there. But yeah, if you have a guy tight, it's people are held on every single play. So. Uh, Harold says, "Good job by Zach and Hackett. Now we need to t- continue to mix it up and pass for uh, pass first and run second. This is a 2023 NFL requires this type of offense, especially when you have a team who is led by Zach Wilson, and you know you know all the defenses are going to be stacking the box in, in, antip- in anticipation of you running the ball. So yeah, play action, fucking throw it over their head. So I'm completely with you, Harold. And obviously, them throwing more play action, them throwing more um, on first down, them using more motion." legitimately help the offense so yeah they gotta they gotta keep they gotta keep going for um hey fellas from verge tips and just keep running on. while while we're doing this college want to talk about the defensive line while i'm looking through some chats here um thoughts on on the defensive line in general obviously we're kind of talking about jj 
he had a few nice. He had that one really nice stuff on Pacheco on like a crack yeah. toss. I, I, I that was a nice one. He had another. He had one nice rush, but overall, I'm still seeing the same thing I saw at at Florida State, and his rush plan is just not good. Um, so unless he changes that, he's always going to be a five, six sack guy with effort. What does he have one this year? Because he was wide open on a stunt. So JJ did not have the monstrous. And Josh Allen literally ran rusher. into him. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, him Clemens, I don't really notice too, too much. Quentin Jefferson is, he had, this, he, he had a pretty good game. Quentin Jefferson. And I, and I said this in the review of Quentin Jefferson. I think he was a little bit, it was a little bit overstated how bad he was in the run game um, with Seattle. I'm not saying he's ever going to be good at it, but people are talking about him like he's incapable. He's made some plays in the run game for the Jets. He had that one stuff. Um, so I think Quentin Jefferson, you know, stock up. Uh, Quentin I'll Williams. say Mr. Trey Smith, who's, you know, he's been the talk of the town since he entered the league and stuff. He he struggled a lot in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Quentin, Quentin Jefferson beat him quite a bit of times. Quentin Williams beat him quite a bit of times. Even, Bra- even Bryce time. Huff, even Bryce Huff, sometimes they rushed him on the inside. Uh, had one or two good rushes against him. So, uh, yeah, I overall was not impressed with JJ. Shocker. Um, Quentin Jefferson did impress me. Quentin, I thought, was another good game from him. He's, dude. Legit, really, really good player. Um, yeah. um, and I know, J- I know, I, J- I, know I was anti Quinton Williams for for a while, but I mean, I'm just I'm calling it like I see it. Like, you know, I was very anti Zach Wilson. Now you, you heard me mostly praise him this show. So, um, what do you think about just JFM? Just this game. D- who? JFM. I think JFM has been really good too, as well. Um, maybe not as good as a game as some other ones, but uh, JFM uh, uh, on a. And by the way, uh, there was. The one play with JFM pretty late in the game where he makes sure not to really hit uh, Patrick. He's an open shot at Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't really, he kind of slows up and stuff too. So I think he's really thinking like, oh man, I better not get another flag. Um, but yeah, the man's consistently good. You can play him anywhere, man. Um, I think, it's, this is my opinion, it's only been four games. In terms of playing off the edge, five tech, this is the best I've seen him as a pass rusher from that spot in his relatively young career. There, um, there was one play later on where JFM got moved more than I wanted him to on a third. Uh, I, I don't know if that was actually a third down. It was a run play. So um, I don't think he, he, he had a good, uh, a couple of good rushes this game. I do think they took advantage of him sometimes on the edge in terms of his lack of speed. Like they, they ran at him a little bit and just outflanked him to the sidelines. So mm. I thought he was good, but there were some lapses. Where I was like, ah, come on, Jeff. I'm on a little bit more, but overall good. Um, I just wanted to. Well, yeah, that's probably definitely not his strength, you know, stringing a run out, you know, no. like really pushing no. it to the sideline. Definitely not his strength. No. Um, but yeah, like he, he, in terms of, I've been saying this for years. I mean, like it's, it's hard for any tight end to block a guy as big as that, but JFM abuse, like he's got really good instincts of knowing like, you know, you know, when a tight end is going to crack down on him versus when they're going to release, he really destroys tight ends very consistently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought that he's been very good on stunts this year and stuff as well. Uh, let's see. McDonald, unfortunately, I, I was you know pretty high on him. I haven't really seen anything from him in terms of as a pass rusher, unfortunately. So, so can I, I just want to highlight one chat so we can see. Uh, do you have anything else to add from the defensive? No, I don't think so. Kind of over a little bit. Um, can I, I just want to highlight one chat so you could sequence between two different people. But Solzy says Joe Blewett won, Chris Sims zero. He was juicy, uh, he was juicy gushing over Neil as a generational talent. Joe was saying he was trash from day one with the applause. And then Verge Tibbs, a couple of chats later, says Joe on Evan Neal pre draft. He's a pussy. 
yeah. which which I don't. I, I, Ariana, I think I think the line was he's such a bitch. Yeah, that might have been during the actual film show, like not something I put on Twitter. But uh, yeah, no, I was not. I was not a big fan of Neil. And then of course, your reaction, like I, you said this on a live stream once too. You're, you just did this thing where you look, you, you look down with your head and shake your head. He's such a bitch. Like, dude, he. I, I, like, I, I don't even. We don't even need to have the discussion anymore. He's a bitch on the field and apparently off the field now too. So, uh, no, well, maybe maybe they correlate, right? Yeah. Somebody says, um, uh, shout out to Micah Parsons, shout out to Chris Jones. Yeah. I, I gained a respect for, for Micah the last couple of, of, of weeks. And then dude, what a player, I'm, man. He's a hell yeah, of a player. And he's a baller, bro. But like with that, and I'm never going to like obviously root for the team, but the chiefs warmed up to me a little bit th- th- this week with like Chris Jones and how he reacted. Um, gay, like, gay with his like kind of like back. Apparently he, he meant he reached out to Zach Wilson yeah. after the game and spoke with him. So yeah, that, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, and like maybe it's like a big brother thing. I don't have to worry about us. And maybe when we're you know competing for that with them for hopefully a Super Bowl next year, they're not going to be as friendly with us. But like they they kind of ha- like they handled themselves in the media this this week pretty well. Like I was impressed by the Chiefs and, and how they um, how they acted. So they warmed up a, a little bit um, to me. But Jordan Victor says I thought Dalvin Cook was a bad signing. I was okay with it, but wanted him for three to four million dollars. And Kyle, when we were saying that, you know, three, four, five million dollars for Dalvin Cook, like we would be okay with the signing at that point. But seven, eight million dollars for that guy, man. Like he's playing like a unrosterable player right now. So it's uh even for three, four million, man. I wasn't really getting excited. Still, I still wanted to see the young guys. Mm-hmm. A band of Canada, man. Play them, play them. And like this is again a thing where where the, the the coaches will talk about always earning your spot and all that shit. Show me, show me. You know, is there any reason for Cook to be playing over Izzy right now? I don't, Do you I don't know. think? Uh, I don't see it based on Robert Salas saying, oh, he's getting his legs under him. But is there any chance that Cook is a healthy scratch this week? No, no. I, it's, I it's just so. they're, they're not going to do it with Tomlinson. They're not going to do it. They didn't do it with Tomlinson. They're not going to do it with Cook. I think it's a little bit easier for Cook because you have like a yeah, you have multiple guys who can fill in that role. You can't just be switching out left guards like that. But um, yeah, it's been it's been abysmal. But listen, man, his his snap counts have been dropping. Continue to drop them. Give him zero. He doesn't deserve them. I'm sorry. So. Uh, tip of the highest rated rookie O line according to PFF again, third string though. So let's see. Keep going through these. Uh, we'll move to the second level of the of the, of the defense as we continue to move through the the, the chats, Kyle. Um, really, it, sure. What I didn't really notice a, a ton. Mosley and Quincy. Quincy had a, a very good game. You know, chasing guys down, filling, make a, making tackles for loss, sideline on sideline speed. He chased down somebody on the right sideline. Uh, made a tackle was really nice. I believe it was, I don't know if it's like a jet sweep or something like that. He made a really nice play on. He, he missed that one tackle in a huge spot that I wanted to see him make a tackle. So um, overall, good game from him. Mostly. What down few, was that when he missed that tackle on Pacheco late in the game? Uh, I think it was first. I think it was first and ten, and he became okay. like second and two. It was like second and two, I, I, I believe. Um, but Mosley, few good plays. You know, the, the pick, good play. The play that I'll I'll put up on the film review where he 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 there's a screen to his left side and he breaks through two attempted blocks and makes a tackle on the screen really nice play but then he has the plays where he has the lapses he has the drop pick he had the play there's a play I think it was a uh, I think it was a counter oh uh, I think it was a counter um counter it was a counter OT to to Mosley's side he didn't really read it that well he 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 kind of got outflanked to the sideline that wasn't a good one and I think the most egregious one from him was the play where. Travis Kelsey's running next to him and he fucking chucks him. And then it's a penalty for illegal contact downfield. I'm like, Mosley, what are you doing there, man? So um, a few really nice plays, but a few lapses from Mosley that maybe we're not used to seeing in, in his prime. So um, he's a little bit more spotty than he used to be. 
Yeah. Um, and, and even if you lose some athleticism, you shouldn't be dropping interceptions. And what's up with mental lapses just because you lost athleticism? I can understand why, you know, you can't run him back in open space. You know, he, he, he gets you to the sideline because you lost a step. But some of the other stuff is a little confusing. And I don't know. Maybe we were really uh, high on the Mosley signing just for not, not that he was worth the money, but just that he was actually a really good player. And it does make you question. And maybe we didn't get some of his peak years with the injury and then the COVID year. But it does make you wonder if, uh, you know, we did overrate him a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I was reading through some confusing <laughs> confusing chats there, Kyle. Uh, I, I'm not seeing them. I'm not seeing all of them because I'm trying to see you in real time versus YouTube, and I can't see the comments right now because I'm not. Yeah, no, it's all good. I'm, 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 I'm almost caught up. But, yeah, so moving on. To I'm safeties, definitely seeing the ones um, you put on the screen, though. Yeah, yeah. A, um, <clears throat> Amos, fine game. Just, just average. I think he made a nice player or two, but nothing really. Whitehead, what, three? Three missed tackles this game, Kyle, I, mean, I believe. So after that week one performance where Josh Allen gifted him two gift-wrapped interceptions and then the one was actually nice, he's kind of bounced back to form yeah. for, for Jordan Whitehead. He's been trending down again. So um, not not ideal from Jordan Whitehead in this game. Wait too many missed tackles. Yeah. Um, well, we are going to see – it looks like Tony Adams is going to be back this week, right? He's a full participant uh, in practice. Yeah. Yep. So we'll probably see some of him. Does make you wonder if at any point Ashton Davis will start to get more reps. He has been getting more reps on defense than we're used to. Um, he didn't really do anything particularly special on this interception, but he did catch the ball. Um, but yeah, uh, Whitehead is kind of uh, regressing to the mean, I guess. What up, Gang Green 44? Yeah, what's up? What's up, the gang green? Uh, now moving to the corners, sauce, good game again. I don't think it, I don't think it was a hold based on how they were calling it. So uh, bullshit there. Um, again, we don't really know who was at fault on on that on that um, on that blown touchdown. But overall, a good game from him. Reed, a pretty good game. I think I can't think of any bad plays that Reed really. I can't made. either. He got beat on one, maybe one third down. He got beat on. I for, I forget. Maybe I'm misconstruing with another play. In a previous game, Michael Carter II. Chiefs receivers were definitely pretty much locked down all game. Yeah, they, they saw. And Michael, Michael Carter II had a really, really nice game again. Um, you got to love, love Michael Carter II. So, yeah. let's see. Huff, Huff is by far our best edge, not close. As a pass rusher right now, he is the best edge, and you cannot lose him next year. Yeah, and it is definitely now, not close, Wolsey. It is, it is very hard to predict this, in my opinion, because of what – I really don't know what he's going to get paid, but kind of like general feeling right now on his, his average per year. If the Jets want to resign him, 11, 12. Okay. Kind of around 11, no, 12, 13. No. Nope. Sorry. Higher? It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be higher. Fuck. Because yeah, here's the thing. Okay. He doesn't play as much snaps as someone like JFM, but JFM's getting like what, 15 ish, something like that? Yeah. 15 ish. Pass rush is more of a premium than, and, and he's a pass rush specialist. This dude, and, and JJ, signed, not JJ, um, JFM signed his contract a couple of years ago. I'm not saying he gets 20, but. It's going to be I, – I think he's going to exceed JFM's numbers. Yeah, 15, $16 million a year for, for Huff. And then does he play in the run? Like, is That might be part of the reason why the Jets time? are playing him more on rundowns to see what they actually have for him there because they might realize, like, mm-hmm. you know, he might be our best pass rusher for years to come, and it isn't particularly close, just like Swolsey said. 
So we got to see what we can have from him in other areas as well. Yeah, for sure. And like, I know a lot of people had problems with him playing so far into games in the preseason, but I thought that was the exact reason was to see what he can do in the run game because they're trying to figure out if, hey, we're going to pay him $15 million a year, you know, next year, whatever it may be. Uh, another super chat I was a little bit late to see, but from our good friend Jan. Oh, uh, there you says, go. Says, uh, yeah, we missed, we missed you on today. Uh, hey, boys, just joined. I have the Donald Cow- Cowboys game feels of this one. Are you talking about the previous game, Jan? Or of That's this, what I'm wondering. Is he talking about this for the Chiefs game? game? Like him come out and shitting? Or are you talking oh, – or I, think he's, he being, I think he's talking about um, this previous Chiefs game. Meaning like, okay. okay, well, Darnold had some really nice plays in that Cowboys game. A lot of people were expecting the Cowboys to win that game. Um, you know you know, so the team kind of played better than your expectations. And then, yeah, what what, what came after that? So, Jan, I hate to say it, but, um, you know, I not to say that I thought of the Cowboys game necessarily, but uh, I am not too optimistic about the future with Zach trying to be trying to say, hey, listen, he did X, Y and Z in this past game. So why can't he replicate it if he and the coaching staff say, hey, listen, this is what I like. This is what works for me. Let's do more of it. And they start doing more of it. You know, you know, everyone gets better with practice, right? Uh, I wish I could be that confident, but I've seen too much bad tape to say otherwise. And yeah, we, we appreciate the the super chat. And I don't know if he means this like, hey, he had a good game this game and he's going to turn back into, you know, Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold and what he did against the Pats the next week. I don't know exactly what Jan means with this one, but let's hope he has the Dallas Cowboy feels about this upcoming game and not, you know, in reference to what Zach is going to do this week um, against the next team after having a big game. Uh Rifka said whitehead on that one play. We kind of broke it down before. Rifka can be it can be multiple things. This guy, it's honestly kind of impossible to know unless you have their their coverage rules. Um, but it was one of whitehead or 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 sauce on the, on that one. Um, and, okay, fifteen mil. That's what Swolzy agrees with you in terms of the fifteen mil thing. And then uh, Rifka also also asked a question about saying. Oh, and his coverage has been atrocious the last three weeks. Hasn't Davis been really bad? I saw at least cover three coverage lapses on film. I didn't notice any Rivka, but that's also with that being said, I realized that you could skip over some guys when you're watching film. Like you can you can miss a thing or two. So if you want to send me those three plays, I you know I, I can give you my opinion on them, but I don't necessarily remember any of those plays. Um, the, the question is if the Jets are is is if the Jets are going to pony that up after having spent first rounders on JJ McDonald. If they don't, then we have problems, right, Kyle? Because then they're they're then they're too stuck on veterans on Uzama of a couple of weeks ago, of Cook of, of, of a few weeks ago, and now you're getting stuck on JJ and, and hoping that he can turn into one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, like Huff is at this point, based on you know efficiency from snap to snap. So if they're going to just say, hey, well, we, we draft these guys, hopefully they could be what Huff already is, then again, I'm going to have serious questions about Joe Douglas and how he builds you know squads, right? I'm going to say this about JJ. Um, so he's – it was 23 the day that they drafted him. Um if he doesn't start to show real signs of improvement as a pass rusher by the end of the season, the the percentage chance that he actually becomes a really good pass rusher going forward becomes extremely slim. Like we need to see it this year, this year. McDonald's also on the older side, but hasn't been playing football as long. Um, we'll see with him. I, I, I've been a little disappointed, but also like, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like, you know, they, they've stunned him too much or sometimes there's been, uh, you know, like a tight end to chip him or whatever. Uh, so 
I feel like he hasn't had too many chances to kind of really run from the wide nine and get a real head start, get some momentum to hit a spin move or, you know, you know, to hit his, uh, his, his bend around the edge. So we'll, we'll see, um, too, too much of like putting him, uh, uh you know, uh, with inside moves and stuff like that. So definitely want to see more of McDonald, but just get, get Clemens off the field on third down, put McDonald out there more, please. All yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. Uh, Jim Jim Pock asks, uh, "Is Karloftis better absolutely. than AJ?" So, absolutely. And, From what I saw in this game, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. And I and I looked up the you know, and again, this is just stats, so don't you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into a tizzy about this. But um, last year he had six sacks, and JJ had two and a half. And this year so far, Karloftis has two sacks, and JJ has one. So there's obviously different levels of good. I I, I was personally. Kyle, I know you can attest to this. I think we are both guys who like George Karloftis over JJ. Yeah. So we prefer to have him. I'm trying to remember but... where Karloftis where actually fell on my like rankings. I, I'm pretty sure I like Karloftis better than Kayvon and JJ. I, I, I know I have it somewhere. I could find it. Um, But I had JJ in a whole tier below all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, it, um, I think Karloftis was my, two, he was either my two or my three that year. Hutchinson was my one. And then it was between Carl Loftus and I think Thibodeau for my two or three. And then JJ was four or five. Was there another Ed Rusher that year? No, no, there was um, Trayvon Walker. Oh, I had him above Carl. Yeah, JJ was my fifth. He was my lowest of all those guys, to be completely transparent. It's, obviously, it's out there. It's recorded. Um, but Carl Loftus plays way more snaps than JJ. He's been better, but JJ has also. Yeah, no, JJ is going to be, in, in, in my opinion, what I saw in the draft. I, and I've been saying this for weeks. I think he's a guy who's going to be. A very very solid edge defender, uh, like edge you know edge defender in terms of the run game. And I think he's gonna be a guy who's gonna get five to seven sacks a year, mostly based on effort and maybe some power. Um, but I don't think he's going to be a guy who can consistently get to the quarterback at this point, unless he completely changes his rush plan or, or lack thereof. So, um, yeah. But Kyle, moving on. Um, is there anything else you want to cover from this game? Oh. I guess we can kind of talk about, um, and then and then we'll kind of we'll go into the Broncos game really quickly, and then we'll, and then we'll bounce out of here. But the 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 Sala decision to kick the field goal at the end of the first half, there was a lot of stink about that one. What are your what are your thoughts about that? I would have tried to like to. Oh, okay. Um, they had no timeouts left, um, so the percentage chance that you were actually going to get the ball into the end zone was not very high, so. Even if you like, let's say you try to get the field goal closer, you run the risk of running out of time because you have no more timeouts. So, you know, Greg, the leg has a leg. You're not going to get a touchdown. I really didn't mind it that much trying to kick it. Yeah, it's to me, it's a little bit Monday morning quarterback. Um, now, obviously, with the Chiefs, I think the popular thing to say is like, okay, you got to score, you know, touchdowns, not field goals. But what, what, what was that? Like a 52, 53? Greg? It was 51, has- I think. He has really good numbers over 50 yards. So I understand at that point, just, you know, just taking, just taking the points because they basically, I think Salah framed it some way, like basically, Hey, if we get the first down, we're basically just going to get closer for a field goal anyway, based on how much time was left there. So we had confidence in our guy, whatever exactly he said, it was something to the, to that effect. So I understand it. It's a little bit Monday morning quarterback. Like I said, to, to say, go for that. Um, obviously it ended up being wrong decision because he missed the field goal. Right. So, um, but again, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't really, I don't really kill him for it. So again, uh, maybe preferred you, were you, were you going to try to play it, for but... the end zone? Like what, what were you going to do? Were you going to like throw 
two, three straight throws to the end zone and risk getting intercepted or something like that. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's just, it's not very realistic that you were going to score a touchdown there. Rifkis has bad decision by Salah for three reasons. Um, the chances of making the first down were higher than those, than those of making a field goal. Again, based on what Zach Wilson and him and, and how much he's picked up, you know, fourth and ones in his career, not many. So I don't necessarily know how the numbers would reflect just Zach Wilson. Keep the ball in Mahomes' hands. They had two uh, times. Yeah, I, Rivka, yeah. I totally disagree with that. Like you're you're saying that. So Greg Le, Greg DeLeg on a 51 yard field goal. What's his make percentage? Is it like around 70 or something like that? What, it might be what higher, the, dude. He, he's really good from deep. I, I know. So what? Zach Wilson is going to have a 70 percent chance to convert a fourth and one. I I, I don't see that. Yeah, I, again, I, I would probably maybe prefer him to do it. You know, maybe next time go for it. But I, I it's 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 ticky tacky in my opinion. And then again, like we, you were just literally saying, even if you do get it, you're still probably only going to settle for a field goal anyway because you're not getting in the end zone. Well, you know what's going to happen. You know, Dalvin Cook's going to try out there fourth and one, and then and just first sign of contact. Here's the first warning or, or threatening of contact he's just gonna fall down anyway so it's just well, hold on we, we didn't resolve all, all rivka's things oh no she said all right Mahomes' hands they had three yeah, times yeah. wait wait hold on is rivka saying that the chiefs had two time three two timeouts left or the jets did the the chiefs did i'm assuming okay. or maybe maybe the maybe the jets did. I, I don't that. think the i don't think the jets did but if they did <laughs> if the jets did have two timeouts which i really don't think they did then that definitely kind of changes how i view things I don't think they did because I think they wasted some when you know, Zach Wilson makes a long scramble and, oh, take a timeout. And then I think they had a completion that was you know tackled in bounds. You have to take another timeout. Yeah. And like, and, and like they're saying here, and apparently he doesn't have a, a good numbers, which I like, I don't actually see them, but with that being he definitely said, nailed a good amount of 50 plus yarders last year. And like, even in the pre- like 50, and even the- six, 57 preseason camp, all that stuff. He's, he's rocking them. Um, but this is the reason too. It's like, so he's, he's saying we had two timeouts. I agree with the decision. Like, hey, let's be aggressive versus the Chiefs here. And like I said, I would prefer him to go for it. You have those two timeouts. You try to get a touchdown in that situation. I'm with that. That's what I prefer to do. I just think that people are coming out there and saying it's an absolutely horrendous decision or killing Salah for it are being a little bit too over the top. Again, I have a preference on what he would do, but I'm not going to kill him for it. I'm not going to kill him for it. I don't know why I was forgetting how much timeouts they had, but. If you did have two left, you definitely, you know, uh, it's not a horrendous decision either way, but I don't have a problem with trying to go for the first down and then taking a shot or two at the end zone. But still, I I don't think that your percentage chance of of getting the end zone there is super high. So, but you do want to get it closer. You don't want to kick 50-yard field goals. They're very far from automatic. Rifka says 54.5%, but 61% for his career, I guess, on 50 or longer for him. Has Have we picked up fourth and ones at a 50% or higher rate? I don't know. If we have Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and we're going for it on fourth and one versus kicking a 50-something yarder, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, there's another question here that I just saw that I wanted that I wanted to bring up. Oh yeah, uh, Bathsol says I still don't know what happened with that read play where he ran 25 miles per hour right past Mahomes. Do you remember that play, Kyle? I, I, I honestly he was think, just trying not to get a penalty, probably. I I think he thought Mahomes to go was going to throw the ball, and he kind of just took a poor angle. It was like a poor angle, and he just assumed he was going to throw it. Right? Like it was. It was weird. I could pull up that play. In a yeah, second. I think you. I, I think you know. He's either oh. Uh, and Mahomes likes to pump fake and stuff. So I think he's 
trying to get his hands up to block the pass, and Mahomes held on to it forever, and Harold, you know he didn't have Harold, much. Harold, we had timeouts. Why we're not telling the truth? I don't think we're we're lying. We just forget exactly if we had timeouts or not. It's not. It's not. We're not withholding the truth. So we, well, yeah, we're I mean, lying. multiple people are saying we had timeouts. Um, okay, I'm not going to argue with that. I, I don't remember. I, I forget. I forget. I forget. Um, but didn't the Garrett fingertip catch get placed two yards off? His left leg was the first down line. What what play are you talking about, Kev Chata? Didn't Garrett fingertip catch get placed two yards off? I think he's probably talking about the end zone throw that you're saying Garrett Wilson, if he's going to be a top five wide receiver, needs to catch. Yeah, but he's, he's, no, but he's talking about something where his left leg was the first down line. So it was on like a third down where he had to get passes on his scrimmage or something. I don't, I don't, uh, um, Kev, if you can give me a better time frame of what, what player you're talking about, I could probably talk about it because I have a lot of them. So, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, again, people talking about the decision. I think if he makes that field goal, we're not killing him. You know, if, if he makes a field goal, even in a conversation, probably not. So, absolutely better stop smoking weed, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, you better put down that blunt. You're you're one to smoke smoke and drink and do all that stuff all the time. So, I've smoked weed less than a handful of times in my life. Yep. So. Uh, he's he's talking about Garrett's catch on the third down where he got both where he got his feet in bounds, which led to the play where he kicked the field goal. No, the ball was short. Was that okay? So let me let me pull up let me pull up the play. I think you guys are talking about. The only problem is when am I going to be able to? See. I'm trying to pull up that play for you guys. Oh, okay, uh, this this one might be this one. This is this the one you guys are talking about? I think I think it is. So, and and we'll talk about this in the film. In the film, on this play, do you want to see the ball out here and him not him not double? Oh, well, actually, sorry. You want to see the ball out here and him not double clutch it, or or have to take an extra hitch and throw the ball? Yes, because I think it takes some heat off the ball. But when you watch from the all twenty-two angle, when he's going to throw this ball, I think in his peripheral vision he sees his pocket get pushed and say, "Oh shit, I have to adjust my arm angle." Because so from that point, he goes he goes sidearm. Instead of going over the top, so I think it was the it was the the pressure from the edge right here that made him clutch that ball that for that extra second, and then he throws it. Like go to throw it. No, we got to adjust my angle and then throws it. Um, and then yes, it is it is a little bit a little bit short right there. So uh, yeah, I think you're right, Joe. This, this is why football is such a cool game, man. Like every little thing, it, it all matters. Mm-hmm. One little thing, a little pressure in your face, and it, it it throws off the timing of that route just ever so slightly. That that play where he where where Reed ran by uh, Mahomes late was much later in the game, right? I'm just trying yes. to figure out. I'm trying to that figure out exactly. Trying to figure out what play what play that that was. Do you remember the the result of that play, Kyle, by any chance, or what mm, happened? I wish I could say for certain, but I can't. Yeah. And throw. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I have it. I just don't know exactly which one it was, people. So, um, I apologize. But Kyle, quick quick thoughts on the quick thoughts on the on the Broncos game, and 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 we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Um, score prediction, just general thoughts. I know we kind of, if we don't have a lot to talk about, maybe we'll like run through the depth charts and stuff. But once we get to two hours, we'll kind of we'll kind of lighten around the 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 upcoming games. Well, I so. think we have been going for about two hours. So um, yeah, oh, yeah, over. I I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think why is the Broncos defense so bad this year? Um, like what did they really lose in terms of defensive personnel? I mean, I know they just cut Randy Gregory, but I'm assuming they're cutting him because he hasn't really lived up to expectations. Um, you know, they still have Simmons, who's you know quite a good safety. Pat Sertan's a really, really, really good corner. Um, obviously, they ch- traded Chubb away last year. Um, 
I'm having trouble thinking of some other names on that defense, but the defense is really bad. I don't know who's the coordinator over there. Um, is it, I think it's Vance Joseph. Is it? Is it really Vance Joseph? Because he I, was the head coach there at one point in time, and that that's kind of interesting to see a guy who was once the head coach get fired, and then all of a sudden he's the D coordinator. I think it is. If you could double check that, Kyle, that would make me feel better. I'm because I, I, might, I might be speaking out of my ass, but I, I, I believe I believe it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't, I know I have that play, but I don't exactly know where it is. Um, okay. Refs counted the, the, the left knee instead of the right foot. Yeah. I'm not going to get to all that. Zach Wilson will throw 90%. Yeah, okay. You're so right. you're right. What, what was I, what was I even right about? Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. Okay. So continue with your thoughts on the game score prediction. What do you think is going to go on? Yeah, so I, I do want to temper my Zach Wilson expectations, but I do think that they're playing so bad that um, the Jets can certainly win the game. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to say I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a big blowout like Miami blew them out and like some other teams had had real big success on them. So I'm going to say the Jets in another close one. They won a close one there last year, so I'm going to say the Jets maybe 23. 320, which was ironically the score of this past game. But the Jets will be on the 23 side this time. Really? You think it's gonna be you think it's gonna be that close to the Bron- I wow. Harold, this is my score as well. I was just about to say it. 20 27 to 13. I'm gonna be optimistic, even though in maybe in like in my in my reality betting on it, maybe I wouldn't bet on the score, but I'm gonna be optimistic. The Jets go in there, they beat the share of the Broncos, they took the foot off the gas, and maybe the Broncos get like a garbage time touchdown or field goal at the end of it. But I think the Jets need to come out here and make a statement and, be, and beat the share of them. So um I would enjoy 44 to 3, but 27 to 13 is gonna be my score as well. So I am lockstep with with Harold on that one. Um okay. 24 to 13 from Gang Green. We have Garrett getting 10 plus targets for Rivka. Um, 20 touches for Brees, which, yeah, six carries. He needs, he needs more than that. Uh, Rivka's at 24 to 13. Uh, I'm going to miss this game. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. But Kyle, any any last words for the chat? I know we kind of just ranted the Broncos thing. We don't really do the, the previews so much as the wrapping up the game after it happens. But <clears throat> any last words for the chat? I don't think so. Um, let's hope for the best. Make football fun. That and and don't do drugs like Kyle. Uh, do not do not smoke any do not smoke any weed. But um, we'll be back next week. I will be. I'll have a film show out of. I think I have seventy two plays. I have to break down, um, which is a lot. So that's going to be out Friday night or Saturday morning. If you are interested in breaking down the or, or going into the film and obviously getting my thoughts on some of the plays or whatever it may be, um, that will be out there um, the next couple of days and then. Post that, we'll be back, I'll be back on for the next stream after a Jets blowout victory in Denver. See you guys later. And 